I'm just gonna hit record. Um, so don't mind it. Hey, good way to start (laughs) the fucking podcast right there. I'm not so sure if Sarah's coming or not. Here, fellas, cheers to this. I think if we get into some stuff tonight, you two on the mic together would be kind of interesting. I've already been on the mic before. I know, but who did we have with us at that time? Kohler. Kohler. Kohler? Yeah. Dude, it's harder to get into, like, the deeper philosophical stuff with Kohler, and you and I have kind of talked about that. But I've had deeper conversations with both of you, but not too deep together. Yeah, we can give it a shot. It won't be too difficult. Well, we'll we'll see where the the night takes us. Um, I want to fuck with... The levels real quick on this thing. Third, two, four. There we go. And like I said, I don't know if Sarah's joining us or not. Phantom. Then I'll just take her chair for the time being. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> A little foot rest. Well. Uh, sure. Are you going to be joining us? You don't know yet? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm making one of my friends a present. It's going to be a little homemade fairy garden, so I got a little flower. What exactly is a fairy garden? Well, it's a garden. That's fairies in it? <laughs> They're real? <laughs> You'll see it when, when she brings it's it down. It's actually I've, really fucking cute. It is cute as fuck. I've seen fairy gardens before, too. I've never even heard of that. There's a dope little like flower shop on uh, 13th that uh, Sarah and I discovered, and uh, they have little fairy gardens. I'm pretty sure she saw it on Pinterest or something and got an idea. Fair she's, enough. She's making live one. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> well, fellas, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I think this is the first time I've been on a podcast since. When was that? Last time? That was probably summer, I think. Really? I think it was like June. Trying to think last time having you on. Who did we have you with? Kohler, probably. I think it was when it was us three, us three and Kohler. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah, that's probably it. So that was probably late summer. <clears throat> well, I guess, yeah, you would have been here. So. Yeah. And I'm not so sure I've done, I'd, I've done maybe one podcast other than that one since then. Because I did one with the Mikowski brothers and Austin Carlin. I think you had another one. Did I? I could be wrong. I ain't stalking your page like that, but I think I think I saw wow. it pop up in my Spotify. Uh, Yo, so thing once Spotify, you know how it does that? Uh, oh, the yearly wrap. Yeah, so it, I got to show you something actually because of that. What your wrap? Continue. It yeah. gave me it gave me a one for the the podcast itself, and my podcast was listened to in four countries. What the? That's I know. I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Which oh. ones? Say which ones. No, it just told oh. me that my top one was the United States, and then there's three other countries. Just Indonesia? Yeah, probably. <laughs> just Ukraine? Yeah. <laughs> Some sketchy-ass shit going on, actually. In the Gaza Strip, Yeah, dude. not good. Check yeah. this out. Hey! Yo, let's go. Holy shit, 554 minutes? That's fucking all of them. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's probably almost all of them. You're, no, you are uh, top nine. No, that's like, fan. dude, we had a fucking. That's wild, dude. What do you mean, five hundred minutes? That's like that means the car ride home from yeah. Colorado. Five, well, sixty hours. I mean, do the math quick. Six hundred. That's a, that's a oh, like ten hours. Yeah, yeah just ten just hours. Below. Yeah, yeah. So that's a few of them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Susie. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. You don't deserve Stan. With all due respect, no. There's a certain fish that has that name, and I'm not going to throw oh, that out. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Stan the fish. Oh, he's a fish? Yeah. yeah. We gave him a Viking funeral. You know what that is? I, he, I do remember you guys telling me this one time. Yeah, he holds a special place in Stan's heart. I forgot about Stan. I'm my sorry. dad called me when I was at the funeral, and I told him I was at my buddy's funeral. <laughs> And, and he goes, why the fuck are you on the phone with me right now? I go, he was such a great fish. He goes, did you say a fucking fish? And I go, absolutely. He goes, God fucking damn it. I thought you were at your buddy's funeral. I go, I am. I go, Dad, we're giving him a Viking funeral. He goes, you know what that is? And I go, yeah. We're lighting him on fire on a fucking Viking raft we built. And he goes, God, I love you. <laughs> he goes, you really are my son. <laughs> I go, yeah, we're going to light them on fire and push them in the middle of this pond. <laughs> and we most certainly did. Gave them a whole 11-gun salute, too. Yep. Well, Incredible. We literally fi- fired. We fired into the pond, too, while he was floating out there. <laughs> I'm telling you, the most majestic thing I've ever seen. It literally, like, he was about to hit these, like, reeds, and it would have been the funniest death ever because it just was so <laughs> anticlimactic. But somehow... Sun setting, and he floated out. I, have a, I got a video of it. It was literally as sun setting... He found his way. The boat navigated. We made it out of cardboard, and it navigated itself to the center of the pond, stopped, burned up, sunset. That's incredible. I wish I could have experienced that. <laughs> we were sitting there listening to Simple Man as it was floating into the middle of this little pond. Sounds like one of the greatest life experiences. Oh, dude. May 1st. What? So that's why you can't actually have the name Stan. Yeah. With all due respect. That's just fine. Susie. <laughs> Sasha. No, no, I'm joking. Okay. I have things to do. Yeah, there's fairies to tend to. Exactly. I had one other podcast, and that was the one I recorded up at the, the campground. And That's then, right. And then That's I had right, the Mikowski yeah. brothers on. Nice. So not very much, but honestly, put it, I put out... 14 since I had this and I just got it a year ago last month. So it's a little over more, a little over one a month, which is pretty decent for starting off, honestly. Yeah. You know, 100%. I heard a statistic that not, it's like 20% only make it past six episodes. I could see that. The people who start podcasting, only 20% of them make it past making six. And even fewer make it past 10. And then it's like 1% of them make it past 20 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You and I have talked about that, I think, because I saw that same statistic. And is that pretty accurate what I just said? I'm not entirely sure. That's exactly what I read. I'm pretty sure is like, yeah, 20% don't make it to six. And if you make it to your 21st episode, you're in the top 1% of podcasters. Yeah. Okay. That's what I saw too. So, I mean, we're pretty fucking close, you know? So honestly, it's actually been pretty easy and I feel like I'm not doing it as much as I would like to. There's that fucking video. There. there goes Stan. While you're watching this, I'm going to swap out chairs. This one's also sinking. I wish everybody listening right now could <laughs> watch this video. <laughs> this Sir, have you seen this? One of the most sad and also majestic things I've ever seen in my life. That's also, yeah, Simple Man's playing too. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Dude, poor Stan. Oh, dude, no. Well, I don't. I really haven't told you this story. I mean, ever. he's got to be in a better place now. I've never, you, you sent him to Viking Heaven. I've never told you this story before. I, you definitely have. I don't know if I have. The I details have are a little bit. Oh, here's the here's the salute. <laughs> Just shooting guns into the water. Oh yeah, you gotta salute the boy. You can hear the bullfrogs in the background paying their dues. Yeah, and uh, I'll run you the quick synopsis. So essentially, before I even lived in Lincoln, this is when we were living. I was living in Lincoln. Um, yeah, essentially, they got a whole fish tank full of fish, and they all died like instantly because nobody really gave a fuck about them. And so, but Stan, this little like minnow, should have been the first one gone. He survived all of it. The runt of the litter. I mean, just survived everything. I mean, and it was sitting in our living room, and so everybody was kind of like, you know, it's kind of taking up valuable real estate here. And I'm like, you can't just kill the guy. He survived like fucking World War One, Two, II, and Three in that fish tank. You know, people come over at parties, they pour beer, they piss in it, all that spit in it. Chewing you know, tobacco. Chewing, and, yeah. the, and the water level is like maybe an inch and a half. Like he's barely surviving. But I would always look at him almost dying. I'm like, I can't let this soldier die like this. So I would go <laughs> fill it up a good amount. He starts zipping around the tank. I'm like, I got you, dog. So then uh, my, bro, my buddy Marcus, he moves out and takes the oxygen little bubbler thing out. I come up the next morning, I shit you not, it is pitch black dark from all the bullshit that's in it. And so it's just pitch black in the tank. And I'm like, oh my God, Stan. I like ran to the kitchen, grabbed a cup, and I started trying to fish him out of the sludge, hoping that he didn't just die in the tank overnight. Because overnight, it went from like clear to literal pitch black. And as I'm dunking the cup, like the side of the cup has a film on it. Like, it was, like, the most disgusting water ever. And so there's just, like, you know, it, it's pitch black. So I inevitably fish him out, and I start kind of, like, you know, get another cup. I start giving him fresh water. And I'm sitting there in, in the living room watching TV with him in this little mason jar as he's just sitting there with me watching TV. I'm like, this is it. Like, today's the day I guess Stan goes. And so I was the only one home. And so, you know, everybody starts showing up one at a time, and – they're like, why the fuck is Stan in a mason jar? And I go, look at the tank. And they're like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, I think today's the day. And they're like, no. <laughs> May 1st. And and I was like, we got to fucking do something. We can't just, let, just flush him down the toilet. He's a fucking legend. He was the house mascot, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And so I was Survived like, through that all was the Stan's house. Oh, dude. Yeah. He had his own corner. And so then I was like, well, we got to do something. And I was like, let's do a Viking funeral. And Kohler's like, what's that? And I go, we build a raft. We put him on there with all of his valuables. He doesn't have any, but we're going to put him on a boat. We're going to push him out in water and light him on fire. So he goes to Valhalla. Kohler goes, all right. <laughs> so we grabbed some boxes that we had lying around, and we literally cut them up, ducked, like, you know, taped it up. We went into our bathtub, filled it up to see if it was buoyant enough to actually hold something. And uh, then Andrew gets home. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And I go, look at, look at Stan. And he's kind of slowing down in the mason jar. And he goes, no. He just got home from Kidwell. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, today's the day, man. It's, it's over. And he's like, no. And he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And I go, 
we're going to give him a Viking funeral. We got to go find a body of water to push out into. <laughs> and so we, we were like, well, we got this one spot where there's like a little pond we can shove him out in. I go, that'd be perfect. It's out in the middle of BFE public land, you know. Is this illegal? I don't think so. No one's going to listen to it and think that. Fair enough. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, we, we, so, so I'm literally the pallbearer. So, we, so all the neighbors, so Jen was with us too. And so we load up in Andrew's truck and we're driving out there. And I'm, hol- I'm, the pall- I'm holding the mason jar as he is flipping in the mason, dying in the mason jar. And I'm like, we got to fucking go. He's dying now. So we, so we get there. So we, I'm serious. He was dying in my arms. Damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to let him go out like that. <laughs> and so anyways, we get out there. And now we have a procession going to this pond, right? We set up folding chairs. I was wearing my Sunday's best, obviously, jorts and a white t-shirt with a cowboy hat. Yeah. We all had our Sunday best on. And we were sitting there in these folding chairs with Simple Man going. He was in this mason jar. We propped him up on this hill. As the sun was... Can you stop fucking laughing? (laughs) And so the sun is setting on not only the day, but his life. And (laughs) You're a great storyteller, by the way. And so he's sitting there in in the jar, and I'm, you know, fuck, you know, he's leaving us, right? So we're like, well, we got to send him out the same way he's been living. So we poured uh, beer, whiskey, what? Wood. We put, <laughs> we put, Andrew got a little bit of chew and threw it in there. Wood. And I tell you, that fucker zipped around there until, until his little heart gave out. He was just hopped up on alcohol and nicotine. <laughs> he was just swimming around. And inevitably, he zips around and then he floats up to the top as the sun is setting. Where like you saw it in that video. And I go, well, we can't just let him sit here for too long. So we've got the raft and loaded him on there, doused it in lighter fluid, lit it, shoved it into the middle of this pond. And it was about to go into some reeds. And I'm like, well, that ain't good, you know? And then I don't know what higher entity, you know, was like this warrior can't die like this. So it shoved him into the middle of the pond, sat it there like somebody put an anchor on it. We sat there, cheers to him, and watched the sun go down. Fire went out. Boat sank. He was gone. Then my dad called, and that's when I said, I'm at my buddy's <laughs> funeral. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck are you doing answering your phone at your buddy's funeral? I go, he was a fucking great guy. He goes, I'm so sorry. I go, yeah, he's the best fish I've ever had. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, did you just say a fucking fish? <laughs> I go, yeah. He goes, what the fuck? I thought you were at your buddy's fucking funeral. I thought you were. He's like, I couldn't believe he didn't tell me. And I was like, yeah, we, we're giving him a Viking funeral right now. He's actually, the, sun, the fire's going out. And he goes, a Viking funeral? And I go, yep. He goes, like, you lit him on fire in a boat. And I go, yep. And he goes, God damn it, you are my son. <laughs> he goes, call me back later. I go, I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh. What a beautiful celebration. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. I, a tear just almost came to my eye. I mean, it was, it couldn't have went better. Cheers to Stan. To, to Stan. Bors I know he's up in Valhalla yep. somewhere fighting for us and our freedom. We're going to dedicate this podcast to Stan. As we should. As we should. And every podcast from here on out. 
Yeah, it really was beautiful, and you were laughing at him dying in my arms. <laughs> you were laughing at me, crying about him dying in my arms. I get it. I had a fish tank once. <laughs> <laughs> I did. In my old place. And uh, I had taken care of my fish quite a lot better than you guys did. Well, well I grew leave up, me out of that. I, uh, so you did a good job. But, but <laughs> I, grew, I grew up with fish. My, my dad always had fish. And, you know, so I'd, I had probably 14-ish fish around there, and I'd had them for a couple of years. I get home from work one day, and the fucking fish tank's half empty. Sprung a leak, and it leaked halfway oh. out with the fucking fish in it. And that was the last day I had a fucking fish tank. I had to round <laughs> them all up, take them to the fucking pet store, drop off all my fish, and everyone back. Fish, take, fish tanks are a lot, man. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of maintenance. Well. Keep up with them. Unless you got fucking Stan in that bastard. Yeah, unless you got a fucking legend. Legend of a fish. But, yep. Never again, probably. You don't want to love again? Huh? You don't want to love an animal like that again? No. Never, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a sad day when Lou goes. Perfectly stale water, too. Literally perfect reflection of the of the sky. <laughs> Some dumb old shit, man. <laughs> That's just stupid. Yeah, just dumb old shit. Had time to actually go fucking give a fish a Viking. My brother. Funeral. Yeah. Not just a fish. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, dude. If he was just a fish, I would have sunk his ass, okay? <laughs> uh, crazy shit. <laughs> man, that's that, Stan. That's what it's about, though, you know? It is. Those days back in the day. Oh, couldn't be any better. No. No. I haven't done anything stupider in a long time. No. <laughs> it's weird getting old, man. That's you what's know? crazy, though, is I feel like the older you get, like, <clears throat> you look back and you're like, damn, like, those were the good old days, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, at some point... We're probably gonna look back on today. And yeah. Be like, damn, those were the good old days. Yeah, for sure. You know, like we're living in the good old days. And you always will be. Yeah. Yeah. I really. It's think really that. hard to recognize that all the time. Though. Yeah. Even on your deathbed, you know, you're gonna look back at the years just before that, and those were the good days. Yeah. You know, so you're constantly always living in the good days. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. It's hard to recognize that though, because we do most of our realizing when we're reflecting. Well, when we're looking back. Twenty. Yeah, right. But also, I think, I mean, there's a good thing about really recognize, like living in the moment sort of thing, but I think if you live in there too much, you kind of overlook it. Well, you you can't look at the future if you're living in the, in the moment too much. Yeah. You know, so you can't can't prepare, and then you're not setting yourself up good. Then you do fucking, you make quick, irrational decisions. Like building a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that that turned out to be a good memory, you know. Oh, so the, the some some of the spontaneous things that you do while living in the moment turn out to be really good things, but but that that road can turn sour really quickly. You you can be, you know, partaking in things that are not good for you or healthy for you even though they feel great in the moment. You know. Yeah, I feel like it's super easy to like get caught up in looking back and like like reflecting too much almost like on the past like i have one of my buddies that i worked with a couple summers ago um he said that 
living in the past is like what causes depression and what li living in the future is what causes anxiety. Yeah. And I definitely like, after he said that, it, it made a lot more sense to me because like I realized that a lot of like times where I'm feeling anxious are times when I'm like looking ahead too much. Yeah, like, you're worrying about it I'm too worrying much. worrying too much about like the bigger picture or looking too far ahead and being like, oh my God, I have to do this, 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 and this before I get here. And like, but like realistically, like the only thing I have to do is like the next thing on the list, mm -hmm. you know? And like, like I've struggled with that, like at my job, and there will be times where I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do like 10 fields today and like one thing will go wrong and I'll be like, oh, my God, like I'm not going to get this done. You know, whereas like today I went out and I had like I think I did eight fields in like four hours or something. But it was literally because like the whole day, the only thing that like I focused on was like what I needed to do next. So like when I would get to a point, I would be like, OK you need to take this sample and drive to the next point. Like that's what I focused on all day. And I just noticed by like staying in the present moment that like overall, like my day went much better. I was, I felt much better. Like I felt happier. Like my mood was much more consistent, which was your anxiety was mitigated. Yes. By, by that, uh, you know, focusing not so far in the future, but just that next task, get it over with yeah. that next task, get into the next one. Yeah. We're looking too far in the future. hundred percent. Yeah. And to be completely honest, like last week I did a terrible job at that. And yeah. I think that's why I have been doing such a good job this week is because last week, like I was just like super stressed, which was weird because like, I, I was in like a better position than I have been for like most things, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it was just like little things that I was like letting get to me. And I was just focused on like way too much at a time. And I talked to my brother and it was just like a simple conversation. I was like, yeah, like, to be honest, dude, like I've been kind of stressing out lately. He's like, bro, like just literally take it one thing at a time. Yeah. I was like, God, that's so like Simple. simply stupid. Yeah. Or like, yeah. But it's effective. So yeah, when you, so this week, were you consciously trying to focus on just the next task? Were you consciously trying to do that? So that, or that was, was the biggest happy? thing is I was, I was consciously trying to first off avoid like thinking too far ahead and being like, because like I can't control what happens four hours down the road. Right but I can control everything I do in the present moment until four o'clock gets right. there. Or even the next hour or two. Yeah. You, know, you can kind of think that far a little bit and be comfy. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So you were consciously thinking about, so like when your brain got too far out and you're starting to get a little worried where you're like, all right, dude, Hey, like you ain't got to worry about that right now. Like let's hone in on this. We got this to do this next and we'll do this next. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. And, yeah. and then when things would happen that like wouldn't go my way, it'd be like, well, like, I mean, oh, well, like literally like figure this out and then just move on. Right. You know, and like literally when I did that, like, yeah, like there probably was equally the amount of things that went wrong as the days that I was super anxious. But like I was just like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm moving on from this moment. And I'm like, like literally as soon as I drive away in the next 30 seconds, like this shouldn't mean shit. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. And you consciously did that and, and, you know, doing that 
you didn't have like as negative of emotional response. Yeah. And I think, I think something that helped me also like just throughout the last week was I was focused like all because I just felt like my life was a mess, bro. Like Mm -hmm. I don't like I let my room get messy. My, my truck was messy. Like my mind space was messy. Yeah, bro. Like it was, and you're thinking about all those things. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, like I need to do this in order to do this, in order to do this, you know? And so like also all week I was just like focused on progression. I was like, okay, like obviously you can't do 25 things at once, but what you can do is put yourself in a better position the next time you come around. So like every time I would like get out of my truck at home, I would take a couple things inside. And mm-hmm. then every time I was inside, I would pick up a couple things in my room and I would go do a, a load of laundry. And then like by the end of the week, like everything was like pretty clean and like my life just felt so much more organized, more organized yeah. and put together. Yeah. 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 So I, I think a, that was a big, a big help too, with just like where my headspace was even going into the day yeah. before just like trying to stay present and, and, uh, not worry about right. what to, what I'll tell you this. I was the exact same way when I was buying the house. Oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. For anyone who doesn't know, Steiner just purchased a house. First time home buyer. Yeah. Bit. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. Um, I mean, it was, I was in the same space. Like it, because I started looking September 1st. Normally, you're supposed to have a place picked and everything set up so they have two months to get everything figured out. I started looking at two months. I found it a month out. And so as soon as I, fu- like, I was looking at a house in Blair, and I didn't like it, and I looked at and I was like, oh, there's another house up in, in Herman. I was like, oh, let's go look at that one. I looked at it, and I was talking to my dad and my my realtor, and... They were like, well, this one's the best one we've seen. And I was like, I agree. So my dad goes, give me 10 things you like about this place. Don't give me any negatives yet, because obviously it's not a great house. Like, it's something I can afford, which is not anything too extravagant. He's like, don't give me any negatives. Give me 10 positives you like right now. Go. So we walked around. I said the 10 positives, you know, all the, you know, I said everything, and I go, well, what do you think? He goes, well, it's your fucking house if you buy it. So it doesn't really matter what I think. And I go, well, you've been through this before. I don't know. And he's like, I like it. And so I was like, well, I guess this is it. Because I liked it a lot. And from there, dude, the amount of fucking emails, calls, logins I had to remember, passwords, all these different apps. It's like, hey, sign in with them, sign in with this person, all this shit. And I was, and at the same time, this was all in October. So I'm packing my shit to leave my last place with my buddies with Nate and Trey, my brothers. And it was like, you know, I wanted to be in the moment because this is the last time I'm ever going to be around them like constantly. Like, this is the last time in our lives, really, like we'll be living together in the same spot. Like from now on, it's like I'll see you like once a month, twice a month. When we see each other, it's going to be like, we're still living together, you know, but it's like, I wanted to still be in that moment where it's like, God damn it. Every day I come home and I can just shoot some shit with my fucking boy, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I definitely understand that. But at the same time, I'm sitting there like, this is a lot of fucking money that I don't have. (laughs) And so I'm like, you know, talking to the bank and I'm talking to my realtor, talking to fucking all this shit, signing all these documents. Now, thankfully the first day that we put our, 
spit in, it got accepted verbally. So that really saved me a bit of time. But still, I had to fucking go through all the paperwork, sign all the paperwork virtually, and then go through everything else. And throughout the whole process, I wasn't as stressed as I thought I was going to be. If I would have looked at the Endeavor, like, fly on the wall, I would have been like, Jesus, how the fuck is this dude doing it? I was just rolling. Because normally I'm a pretty stressed out dude. I don't fucking, like, just like you were saying, it was like a thing where, like, one thing fucks my whole day. Yeah. Like, one thing, I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I'm just going to drink myself to sleep, I guess. Fuck. You know, (laughs) this bitch cut me off in traffic. It's over. (laughs) But then I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that because I had all this grown-up shit I had to do. I had to sign all these fucking things. I had to set up my power, my wall. You know, I had to set up everything, and it was like I had to go through the process of buying everything and pack all my shit and figure out where the fuck I was, how I was going to move all my shit to this house and all that stuff. And like I was telling Keith the other day, it was like a thing where it was like one of the first times I ever really recognized that I wasn't so caught up in the stress of certain situations. Where like a, a stressful situation as buying a house is, which I'll say it is. I mean, it's not, you it's know, not a walk, a walk it's not a walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most fun thing ever because you're like, fuck, I'm going to be in a lot of debt. Where are the fairies at? Here's a fairy garden for you, fellas. Whoa. That, you did that quick it as fuck. so cute. It is super cute. Does that plant grow? You did great. Let me hear. I'm going to hold it. I want to look at it. Oh, you, moved it too you fucking bastard. My bad, gnome. And the squirrely. That's cute. You did good. Yeah, it's all right. Not perfect. I'm excited about that tree. <laughs> I am too. I like the parrot. Is that a, is parrot, a parrot, actually? I think oh, you're right. Yeah. For sure. Maybe a parakeet? Ooh. I met, a, I met another Keith one time. He's like, yeah, and we got a pair of keys. (laughs) 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 Wow. That one killed more than I thought it would. (laughs) I love dad jokes, dude. I love them. Uh, I follow this account on Instagram. Lost the mic there. You're good. Uh, it might actually be Facebook. I don't know. One of the two, though, that like these two dudes, like literally, like will sit just on this dock in the yeah, freezing I've seen cold these. Yeah. with just like a, a mug, coffee. and yeah. they'll just like straight face say these dad, dad jokes. jokes back yeah. and forth. And yeah. they're like, some of them are just like, uh, yeah. but like some of them, I'm like, that's well, hilarious. Good. I gotta remember that's that one. Good. I gotta remember that. One. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm trying to remember some as we're speaking, but I can't. I, I want to do something like that with these mics one of these days. Do something like that. Where dad joke battle? Do, that would be just awesome. Get a compilation of dad jokes. Just have a segment every single one. That's just say idea. before you start one, give a 10 minutes research yeah. to find your best five dad jokes. Yeah, have everyone get your best dad jokes out. We might, we might implement that. I would like to do more... Um, spend more time, you know, thinking about what I want to do with this, this podcast and this setup, you know, and actually implement some things. Once I get, I think I'm going to be getting more time here to do this. So, but so I mean, I'd like to get more into it. If you're after, put more time and effort into it. If you're after conversations though, you don't want to have like these pre. No, I don't. 
these like pre-picked out. No. Oh, it's but time every, for dad joke. No, fucking. <laughs> exactly. Like radio style shit. I don't want to do that at all. But like, it'd be kind of fun to get all the buddies together, give us something to do for oh, fun. Oh yeah. 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 Every now and again. For sure. But the podcast itself will be mostly just genuine conversation like this. That's what I'm after with the podcast. Yeah. I, I knew that from the beginning. Yeah. So we're going to stick with that as the main theme for sure. Speaking of that, back to your story. Oh. Where you were at. Well, yeah. So I, I, because normally I'm pretty stressed out about any small thing. Like, you know, I over, I, I think so. I think I overthink everything. You and I are a lot of like, just so it's like, you know, if I overthink something, I'm able to like know the outcome, like all the outcomes. And then if I, so that way I don't look stupid because I'm like, I thought of that already. You know what I mean? And so, with this one, I was like, but I spend so much time thinking, I stress myself out about all the ones that could happen instead of just being like, well, am I going to die from this? Like, am I going to, is something horribly wrong going to happen from this? Like where I can't recover? No. No. Like I can recover from it, from, you know, like there's a lot of bad shit that can happen from buying a house and, you know. You know, just bad financial shit. Financially, yeah. I might get fucked at some point just from circumstance. But if I think about that, then it's like I can't enjoy anything because I'm locked in for 30 years on this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, am I in good health? Okay. Sure. For the most part. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Will signing any, like, will worrying about any of this be fruitful? No. Then why the fuck am I worrying about any of this? I was just like, fuck it. Let's roll. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get this shit figured out. Let's fucking ha- let's sack up and let's get this shit over with. So I wanted to ask you pretty much this whole time when when you were going through the process, you know, you you said that you just kind of like it. It almost seemed like you meant that you kind of like shut off everything to get through the process. Did it feel? Did it feel like uh, you like blacked out, or did it feel more like a flow state? Well, the while whole you're thing, going through all the stress of buying the house. I I think you could describe it as that, but the whole which thing, one a blackout or a flow state. I mean, I think it's kind of both because really? with everything that was going on at that time, like there was so much shit. Like I was working every day, uh, my car, shit out. AC went out. So I had to spend $1,400 fixing my car the week that I had. They couldn't figure out. I took it to the shop. It made a horrible noise. They couldn't figure out what it was for a week. So as I'm trying to pack my shit, my plan was to pack everything in my car because it would fit. Now I'm out of a car. The week I'm supposed to move all of my shit out and take it to my new house. So, I'm, you know, $1,400 for this piece, turns out. And then I have to sign all these papers. I have to be at these certain spots. I have to make these certain appointments. I have to do all this shit. And, it, and it pack all my shit. And down payment. Clean everything. Pay the down payment. Take fucking a big chunk of my money I've ever held in my life. I even held, you know, visually on my app on my phone, I've held the money that I had lose over half of it on the down payment for the house all this shit i wouldn't say it was a blackout because i was for sure every day i was thankful that i was around the boys because without them i would have fucking lost my shit because it was like every day i'd come home and i'd be stressed out and i'd be sitting around them talking about how fucking like fucking they sent me 40 more emails i gotta read through and virtually sign and send back in and then i can't miss you know, I, I I have to read through this and then do this certain course so I get this certain discount on the percent. Like, all this shit was going on. It wasn't a blackout for sure. I don't think it was a flow state either because I wasn't like, there were there wasn't like, like knocking it out. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I was doing it as fast as I could, but it wasn't like I was locked in. Yeah. There were days I was fucking off because I was like, 
I'd rather hang out with the boys one of these days and just do fucking nothing of this yeah. shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah there was 100%. one day, like like the day that I put the offer in on the house, I was sitting out on the porch drinking whiskey and I was just sitting on the back porch and then Nate came out and sat with me. We were just listening to music, talking about life and how crazy it was that we met each other in seventh grade and here I am buying my fucking house. I didn't focus. I, I signed the fucking papers that night, but did, did I read it? No. <laughs> too drunk to do that but <laughs> i mean we finished about a three-quarter bottle of that fucking woodford but yeah, dude. i mean it was uh as you should yeah. when you close on a house you yeah, should no, sell you should. absolutely 100%. I, yeah. <laughs> absolutely uh I, again it was just like i was it was so there was so much shit going on and i was like if i stress out about all this shit I'm going to explode. Yeah. And it's not going to happen probably. I mean, it'll probably happen, but it'll just like, I, I'll just be a wreck. Yeah. And I won't be able to do anything. Yeah. Like I won't be able to be me. I'll yeah. just be just beaten down and just hurting. Cause like, you know, my car, fuck my, what's wrong with my car with the fucking house. I got to pack up this fucking place, clean this fucking place. So it's ready for the next people. So like there was so much shit. I was just like, fuck it. Let's just hammer this fucking shit out. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, being out there all on your own. Oh, it sucks. Is it? Oh, it sucks. Yeah. First time ever living by myself. Yeah, that I've, dude, I've been uh, like contemplating that for like probably like six months now on doing that. I'm like super nervous. I have like, but I also have boys that I could live with after their leases up. So I like, I'm not quite sure like where I want to go with it because financially right now it's smarter for me to live with the boys for sure for sure but at the same time like I really really want a place to like call mine absolutely you know what I mean and like I feel like living by myself would be really healthy for me so I I, I I don't know, bro. I'm very, very torn right now. So I'm like super excited to hear like what you have to say about it. I'll say this. So like when they came up, they came up the day I moved in. Yeah. So I, I, I was sitting there and they they were talking to themselves about, I wonder how he's going to react the first night. Because like I was telling them, I'm like, I'm still waiting for my boys to walk in that door from work or something. Yep. I'm still waiting for, you know, somebody to walk in that door and they're never going to show it's just me here. And they were like, oh, it's going to hit him as soon as we leave. It didn't. Because I was still in the whirlwind of fucking everything. Because I still didn't have my car. I got most of my shit. I, I literally signed the papers that morning, signing my whole life away, which that experience, by the way, so annoying. So it just pissed me off. Not that it's annoying. The fact they smile and look you in the eye as they just take every fucking dollar that they want. They're like, yeah, yeah, just sign this one. Sign, sign the, yeah, $10,000. Hey. <laughs> hey, put your name on that line there. Initial there? Thanks. Thank you. And they were doing small talk. Rich person small talk, too. How are your kids on Halloween? It was November 1st when I signed. Oh, my God. Little Bryson was wearing this. You know, he was a transformer this year. He was like, yeah, just sign this year. Yeah. This is your down payment. Also, if you miss a payment, we can take your house from you. Okay. So yeah, little Bryson was wearing a Transformer outfit and he looks so cute. And it's just like, you're just sitting there like just signing your life away essentially. And they're just like small talking because it's just an average day. So that pissed me off. But 
it really hadn't sank in, and then they left. I was still just waiting for somebody else to walk through the door. Never did. And I was like, fuck. So then I went to sleep. Funny story. <laughs> that night, <laughs> had a dream that people broke into the house. Four people broke into the house. Wow. What a freaking <laughs> And yeah. so very first night. And I don't dream. Oh I've God. said this before. I've had dreams in the past, but I don't dream often. Yeah. First night, I in in my dream, I hear a thud at the door. I stand up, I run out the door. There's four intruders in there. Wearing like bags over their head and everything. Like scary shit. I charged at one with a knife and ganked that fucker in the throat and they all <laughs> ran away. <laughs> <laughs> And a so, boy, by the way. Yeah. And a boy. Defend the home, dude. Yeah, dude. Defend the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then after that, I was like... I signed 76 papers for, for this, this place, shit, dude. For I'm going to kill your fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'll gank you in the throat for this goddamn place. Yeah. And so what I've... It, it is nice because, as you know, with living with... Even if they're your bestest of friends, which, like, when I was living with Trey and Nate, those are my brothers. Like, I will fucking die for them. There is time where you just want to be sitting there by yourself. Just, you know, you had a rough day. Even if you didn't, you just sometimes you just want to fucking sit there and just be there with you and then just be like, all right, we'll just take this day with me and then we'll just go on to the next one. There are some days you would wish somebody else was there. So it's it's definitely a difficult transition for me because there are definitely some times where it's, it's just a tough transition because you still, every day I still have that feeling where it's like, it's definitely a big imposter syndrome for sure. Cause it's like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be here by myself. Um, Owning a home. Yeah. Imposter syndrome towards that. Yeah. Like I still feel like I'm in fucking, you know, eighth grade. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. Like, Dude, I so, tell like my siblings and younger people like that all, all the time. I'm like, like literally, and it's so cliche, it's, oh, for but sure. it's just like, oh. like cherish the time that you have. Cause I still feel like my body and like everything is like 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. Like, like I kid. don't feel like I've changed yeah. that much. Like, me, like looking back to where I was mentally at that time was like, like so much different. Yeah. Maturity but as like just a human body, yeah. like I don't. I look at myself any, like I'm in high school still. Yeah, yeah like I'm yeah. still young. Yeah, like yeah, I'm still 100%. a kid. Yeah. And then I, then I look at the fucking calendar and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm 24, actually, about to be 25. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Like I still think about like, like I was just thinking that the other day. I'm like, I just got out of high school, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's coming up on eight years for me. Dude, that's what I look at too because I'm like, dang, like I graduated college a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like high school like that seems like so forever long ago forever like so long ago yeah yeah like we're gonna be going to our 10-year reunions like in a couple years (laughs) two years from now it's crazy and i still feel like i'm a kid which is just it's weird you know this is something like i kind of realized you know furthering in my career you know you you realize that the people that are actually above you that you think know what's going on there are also people who have no idea what the fuck's going on. And they're all still somewhat fucking kids. Like, there's no actual, like, adults. There's, like, people who are, like, more responsible than others and more mature. But no one actually knows what the fuck's going on. They're just all out here winging shit. 
A hundred percent. You could have phrased that a little better, but (laughs) did you hear that, dude? I did not. He goes, well, I mean, in reality, they're all still just like fucking kids. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Every single one of them, dude. (laughs) I have proof of it. Yeah, it's true, though. Uh, Especially in the government. Yeah, watch out for that shit. But, okay. I want to get back to that living alone thing, you know, because I've lived on my own since since college you know so since i was 21 i'd lived with my sister for a little while but they moved out so i've been living on my own for about four years or so um and a little bit longer than that in in between um then and and college uh i don't think i'd ever go back you know financially yeah it makes a lot of sense but uh i really enjoyed living on my own and like the only time i ever like got to see people was like once a week um and don't get me wrong that's actually kind of hard as fuck it really is um but you learn a lot about yourself and you you, living on your own you get a so for me like living on my own what it kind of looked like was you know you go to work and you know get to see people there and whatnot so i got some of my I mean, because humans are social social creatures, so we we need that. Otherwise, we dry, we'll go crazy. It, it's true. We can't. I mean, with exceptions, there's some humans out there that you know are fully antisocial. And I'm good, thank you. Drink. I'll take one more. Yeah. You know, there there are exceptions. There's people who are fully antisocial, and they can do just fine without it. But not me. I'm pretty social. You know. And so I, w- I would get, you know, some socialization in at work. What's that? I don't think there's a Mexico car left. Um, there's there's Cannon Yeah, I'll take your course. You're good. We're just fucking around. Saying <laughs> nothing crazy serious. But, uh, <clears throat> so, I, you know, I'd get my socializing in there. But then I would go home and I wouldn't have anyone around. You know, and I would I wouldn't say words. The only time I would say words was at work or once a week hanging out with Steen and Kohler, you know, going to a, down the hatch. Other than that, I would not say a single word, and I would do my own stuff at home. You know, whether that was working out, cooking food, or uh, you know, watching videos or listening to podcasts and cleaning, or working in the garage, working on all the shit that I build at the garage. And then sunsets, you know, that was like my whole life for like four years. Um, and then, of course, you know, I got my sister and her family and whatnot. So I, I spent a lot of time over there, which was good for socializing. But uh, I, I learned a lot about myself when it comes to the social aspect of life. You know, when you're when you're surrounded with people and whatnot, you know, you you don't get to, you know, get too much in tune with yourself. But you don't actually realize how dependent you are on other people. Oh, dude, I... Well, again, I work by myself, so there are days where I don't say a single word to anybody that I give a fuck about. Like, I'll say something to, like, if I'm at a, on a job site or something, ask them what I got to do, but, like, face-to-face, person-person, verbally, like, I, there are days where I go to work, come home, and I just sit there, and I, granted, my house needs some fixing, so I, you know, clean some shit here and there, make myself dinner, but there's a lot of times where I'm just sitting there by myself, just like, trying to figure out how to be just around myself without any distraction of any other interaction with people that, you know, I, uh, I love and care about. 
it's it's definitely a tough thing because like you were saying like you know we're social people like yeah. like hum like humans are social you're yep. supposed to be you need a community you need you know an environment full of people you need interaction yes yeah and so that that's the biggest hurdle that I'm still trying to get past is because it's just like some like there are a lot of days where I get home and I'm just like now granted work's been super busy so I haven't had time to sit and think yeah it's the same thing with like when I was buying the house like I didn't have time to think about fucking any of the shit so like my mind was clear and I was just going with the flow and I'm like fuck it we'll just roll but now there's no going with the flow it's kind of just like this is the flow where or like this is where I'm at like it's just me out here the closest person I know is like 40 minutes away yeah like until now, I've always lived with somebody, either my parents, my family, or, like, my friends. Yeah. And so that's always fun because you just, no matter what happens, you at least got people around to sit there and shoot shit with, whereas now I don't have that. And so it's it's definitely a hurdle that I'm, I'm trying to figure out as I go. And it's been a month now. And, yeah, like, like you were saying, there's a lot of nights where I just sit there and fucking make dinner and watch videos and just distract myself from it. Yeah. Cause it's just difficult to get over the fact that you're just sitting there by yourself. And that's why I was saying, maybe I need to, that's what I was, you know, I was thinking maybe I need to, you know, like go to the church or something or go have something else bigger than me to put myself towards. Cause sitting in my house doing nothing to isn't helping anything. Yeah. You know, like not socializing, not doing it. That's not helping shit. Yeah. And so it's like, that's the biggest hurdle I got to get over. But like, Coming here doing this, or you boys coming up to my place, or any, like that is highlights. Oh, uh, yeah. Like the last two weeks were death for yeah, me. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. I'm just sitting there like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, well, and it, it's, it's brutal, uh, really, um, being on your own like that. I mean, and so like for me down in Lincoln, you know, when I was first living on my own down here, like I, I had my sister and whatnot around, but I didn't have any buddies down here, nothing like that, you know, so. Me personally, I, I actually do pretty well on my own um, for the most part, but I do have a, a limit. So like when uh, I ended up um, like starting to finish out a job for Kidwell and I was the only one on the job site, um, there would be days where I actually didn't say a single word because there was no one to go to at work. I'd walk in and there'd be no one there and I'd do my task at work and then I'd come home and no one's there. So I didn't say a fucking word to anyone throughout a few days, you know, you know, sometimes, I mean, a few days at a time in a week, you know, and that's actually not fucking, I couldn't do that. It was brutal, you know? So, so then I, I realized that about myself. So these are the deeper things that you learn about yourself is like how dependent you are on actual interactions and how dependent you are on other people and how important other people really are in your life. This is when I really started setting up things where we were like, we need to gather and get together at least once a fucking week, man. Otherwise, I'm going to drive myself crazy being by myself down here, you know. So that's when I started doing that, that going to the tacos with you guys once a week, which I mean, that was just enough, you know, to, you know, be good. Well, even when I moved back to Omaha, like I was with my mom, but like, I'm not just going to fucking sit there and talk to my mom all day. I love her, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, sure. You need some people your age that you're fucking talking yeah, to about buddies. what's going on. Yeah. yeah, right. Of course. And that's when just us two are going to talk. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah. We didn't but, even know each other. Bro. And that was a lifeline. You know, oh, for real. Probably just for as much for you as it was for oh. me, you know, because I was, that was about the same time for me when I didn't have, I didn't have fucking shit, you know, going on. Yeah. Literally, I... I think I knew you for like 
two or three months. Yeah, probably. And then I moved back to Omaha, and Andrew and all the people we go to tacos with, they kind of were like, you know, doing their own shit. And I texted Keith. I'm like, you still want to go to tacos? He's like, fuck it, sure. Yeah. So there was like two, three, four months where it was literally just us two going yeah, to fucking tacos. Longer, I mean, yeah. We were just sitting there talking about life because we didn't know each other at all. Deep shit. So it was just it. like every fucking Wednesday, you never knew it was going to come up. Yeah. But something yeah. deep was going to happen. So so living on your own, man, fucking uh, there's a, so many valuable lessons that come from it, you know, and there's a lot of benefits that come from it. But but you, for me, I did find like uh, uh, limits, which which are uh, great things to learn, really, because then there are things that you can live by, you know, you know, but but finding those limits is hard, you know, so it's it's beautiful living on your own because, you know, you get to kind of really immerse yourself in yourself, you know, and, and, and kind of, you know, figure that person out a little bit and what makes them thrive and what makes them good, you know. So like for me, like socializing is huge. And like this, is one of the things I realized was like, I need to have a deep conversation once a week. It's one of the things that inspired, you know, starting this podcast was like, you know, socializing once a week with people wasn't enough for me. Actually, I needed to have some sort of deep conversation. I needed to make some sort of really deep connection, you know, on a, on a pretty frequent basis. Um, you know, so it's things like that, you know, that you kind of learn these little idiosyncratic things about yourself um, that you learn living on your own when you're not distracted by other people or or uh, or all the other things that you have going on because you have all these all these people surrounding you that have different things going on, you know, and going to those and doing different things. So I recommend it definitely living on your own, especially if you're on this journey of like trying to figure your shit out, trying to find yourself. But but. But I say that with some caution because because it's uh, also a very hard thing and you have to manage it correctly. Yeah, I, yep. I appreciate hearing that from both of you guys. And I definitely can relate to what you were saying about like <clears throat> that feeling of just like, well, both of you really, of like just like the getting used to like being by yourself kind of. So, like, this might sound, like, weird, but when I moved to Lincoln, um, that was the first time in three years that I didn't live somewhere that I had people coming over to my house all day, every single day, for 365 days a year. Like, like no joke. Like even open if door even, policy, even, that's literally what that's it dirty was. 30. That's yeah. literally that was what my, it was. That was like, my college house too. Yeah. The, it, it was open door policy. Everybody could come over. Like people would come over and smoke very often. Just like come e- hang even out. if I wasn't there, yep. like, like, mm-hmm. pe- like I would get home sometimes and my like living room would be packed. Yo, what's good, <laughs> I'd be like, what up fellas? Like, yeah, you know, but it was dope, man. It was cool as fuck. Yeah. Honestly. And yeah. so like, I struggled with the same thing and I moved up here with two buddies, right? My buddy Moore and my buddy Trill and I struggled through that year the first year out of like just going from seeing like quite literally like at least like five people but like probably closer to like 10 or 15 people a day yeah 
you know, that I'm like talking, conversating with, making connections with, and, and just like bonding with, you know, and it, it felt like I was like so isolated when I moved to Lincoln for the first time, even though I had my like two other homies, it, it almost like didn't feel like enough, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, that year I coped with that by going out a lot, like sure. and, surrounding yourself with even more people. Yeah. Yeah. Interacting. And, yeah. I, I would. I went out all the time. That's actually like when Sarah worked at JJ's, I would go there all the time yeah. and just like just hang out because I like felt like I needed to talk and like socialize with like other people outside of just those guys. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, since then, that's definitely changed. Now I literally hang out with like like 10 people. Yeah. Which it's another weird thing. It seems to kind of dwindle the older I get. Like I yeah. get, I get more comfortable with having my circle small. Yeah, and I think that's good though because I think the biggest reason for that is, like, I feel like, I think it's always good to keep an open mind yeah. and and to like allow other people to come into your life and to make those kinds of connections with outside for sure. people for sure. But I think like realizing. Like when you connect with somebody very well, like preserving that and like if somebody would like take a bullet for you or and it doesn't even have to be that extreme, but just like would like, you know, that that person would ride for you like yeah. no matter what. It's like, why would you accept anybody else into your life that's not going to be like that you know and let them take time away from you you know spending time with people that are going to add more value to you yeah yeah to your life and and be like a more positive interaction and connection right you know yeah and also like you know trying to go around and socialize more and find new people and whatnot prevents you from having the energy from from uh you know putting the energy into the relationships that you already value and helping them flourish more than, than they would without that energy that you're now putting into trying to make new connections. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We only have so much energy. I think that's a big realization too, that just like comes with maturity is like going into college. You're well, I mean, and like a lot of different aspects, like going into a new job or going into college or, or whatever like new thing that you're taking on in life, you're like constantly trying to build connections, you know, like you're like, okay, like, like, like for, for me, it was going to college and I was like, okay, like I know like 10 people here and there's a, a thousand people, you know, like I don't know anybody. So like I was constantly going out of my way to try to connect with different people, to try to find out who people were, you know what I mean? Just to like, like get established a little bit but was that your first time ever leaving like your first like your little bubble or is that like your first time really jumping from your small pond into a big pool so yeah um other than like uh when i was a seventh grader i transferred schools um to a smaller school than i went to before and i played baseball there in the summer so i knew a lot of the people there it was still a very uh, interesting experience right away. It felt like I like didn't fit in with anybody, even though like I knew them and like, it felt like they wanted to include me different environment. Well, it wasn't just that, but it was mostly 
I felt like they had already had such a strong bond and connection from growing up together. You were just the boy I, from baseball that they knew. Yeah. So and it's like, hard to be like, yo, this is my boy. We're all brothers here. Yeah, this is my day one. It's yeah. like it's like it's like your work friend. It's like when you have like a work like a group of work friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for for a lot of like I know for me, like work friends or whatever, like so a lot of people they just have work friends and they kinda are like, All right, I'll fucking see it next yeah. time I work with you. And and don't get me wrong, like I ended up making like some very, very, very good friends at that school and like love those guys to this day. But right away going there, like it was very eye opening. I was like, okay, like I don't know how to interact here quite yet because it felt like everything that they talked about, like I felt so left out because it was just like like Oh, remember like our our fifth grade like camp out, and it I was just like no, I, I <laughs> hey, no, I was not, not there, you know. And so like they had all these things to talk about, especially like like right away because I had I had been a part of none of their recent history, you know what I mean, other than just baseball, yeah. Right. And like even that, I only knew like ten other dudes. Um, but. I would say going to college was like the first time I was like in a bigger pond for sure. And so I I spent so much of my time just like I said trying to build connections and I think the the thing that comes with maturity is realizing that you don't have to connect with like a huge number of people once you have an established group of people. You know what I mean? Like now I don't go constantly out of my way to try to make those new connections because it's like I have 10 people or or maybe there's more than that. You know, I'm just using that yeah. as an example. But like I have I have 10 people that like I love with my whole heart, like I've connected yeah. like intellectually with them, spiritually, like we've had deep conversations. Like I get this person, I would take a bullet for them like you know what I mean? I want to put my time and energy into these people because I know that if I do that, they will reciprocate it. And it, it's not even that I'm doing it for the reciprocation. It's just the thought of knowing that they would do the same thing makes me want to do that for them, if that makes sense. You don't want to waste energy. Yeah, and I don't want to go put a lot of my time and energy into trying to make connections with people that won't do that. You might not ever see again. Yeah, exactly. So... Why, why not cherish the people that you have now and moving forward? Yeah, maybe there is a couple more people that will do that. You'll find them. I was going to say, hopefully. But yeah. like, they almost at this point in life, like, ha- like they have to, like, and I don't want to say prove it because I don't. I'm not going to stand there with my arms crossed and be like, okay, dude, like, show me what you're made of, you know. But it's, it's more like I'm going to be cautious of who I spend my time with because. The people that I spend my time with, I spend my time with selectively, you know, because those people are going to better me. I'm trying to better them. And there's no reason for me to go out of my way to put that energy into somebody that I don't know is going to give me the same energy back. That's kind of how I thought about high school people, like people you're kind of like acquaint, like acquaintances with in high school and you don't know where the fuck they're at now. Yeah. Like how many people do you talk to? I guess you went to a small school, but yeah, it's a little different. But, like, for me, like, there was, like, thousands of fucking people in this school. Where did you go to high school again? Miller South. 
Okay. okay. So, like, it was a fucking massive high yeah. school. So, there's people fucking everywhere. Like, any class they you get into. fucking everywhere? Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, there was butt sex going on everywhere. God damn. Even our principal got fucking arrested. Yeah, yeah genuinely. They did. For real. Get arrested for fucking yeah. kid. But that happens in small schools, too, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> it happened at Woodside twice, two years ago. <laughs> but I kind of came to that realization, too, where I was like, I had all these people where I like in any class I'd ever get into, I'd at least have three or four people where I'm like, what's up, my boy? Like, we're not, you know, close circle. Like, they're not inner circle. They're not even like secondary circle. Like, they're just people I know and I know they're cool and they know I'm cool. But then, like, I got out of high school and I'm like, wow, those relationships really don't matter anymore. Not that I'm saying they never mattered at all, but like, yeah, because they were important at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing with like when I would play Xbox and I'd have all these friends that I'd have on Xbox and I have not talked to any of them in like 10 years. Like they are important in the time, but then you realize like only a certain like people are only in your life for seasons. Like they're never like some people are just meant to be in your life for a certain period of time. Some people aren't meant to be around the entire time, but some people are meant to be there for a couple days, a month, couple months, maybe a couple years. And then sometimes they just fall out. That's just how life goes. And you kind of come to, I came to that realization where some people are really only in your life for, you know, a small period of time. And, you know, you just kind of have to accept that. But you have to also then appreciate the ones that aren't just in your life for seasons. They're in your life forever. And you don't know if they're going to be there forever, but you, there's just a certain feeling I get with some people where like, there's definitely like a difference where like, you know, where it's like this one, like if they, you know, like not it sounds kind of shitty where you're like oh if they left like whatever but like there are some for sure for me where it's kind of a situation where i'm like you know these are my fucking ride or dies like anything else is whatever like i'll take whoever else is a ride or die but like i I at least have my nucleus of people where i can you know i fucks with them and if if people are in my life for seasons like i'll appreciate them what i fucks with them yeah i was (laughs) laughing at that too that you just funny. said it so casually so that it, casually. like that that's the only reason that that was like so funny. I just have like because I'm so white. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I, I just feel like most people that use so that white. are like, yo, I fucks with I that, fucks and like they make like a way bigger deal out this of it. Is but you like, just said that like so smoothly in a deep conversation, yeah. like about a deep. Topic. I don't know how. Yeah, to, like, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, yeah. But it's true. I mean, like, because yeah. like for me, I mean, like some people are only around for a couple years and. I was thinking about this the other day, actually, where like my dad, he always had, he always had like ran like all these different from my childhood. I remember like all these different people, like, cause he like would play racquetball and he'd have like all these different friends from all these different things he'd do activities, whatever work, whatever. And I was, and I kept thinking about all these different people that he doesn't even talk to anymore and hasn't talked to in like 10 plus years. I'm like, how, how do you have no, like he still has a ba- like a core group of friends, but I'm like, how do you, how do you just let all these people go? Yeah. Like my whole life. I'm like, how, how are you just. Spending I mean, all this time with these people, and then like they're just gone, and you don't gone. talk about them anymore. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I haven't seen him in ten years. But in high school, there's so many people. I'm like, how do you fuck it? How does that happen? Yeah. I it's see him every day. It's weird because it just it kind of happens. It mm-hmm. just it just you don't even realize. You never know the last day you see somebody. It. Yeah, it's just doing it. It just happens by itself, you know. But you know, I don't. I guess I don't put too much thought into it. You know, for me personally, when it when it when it comes to friends, you know, because for me it it's more natural when it for me it's been more natural i think it it just 
for the people that are quality in my life, it just, I naturally just want to see them or I want to be with them or like have them over or hang out with them, you know? And so, so it hasn't been, whoa. <laughs> it's never been something where it's like, well, I mean, there are those times where like, I'm fucking done with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm oh, just, for sure. I'm just oh, done they with fuck that, me over, yeah, you know, but like yeah. th- these people that like, uh, you know, like never did anything wrong or anything like that. You're good buddies with, but you're not like that close with. They just kind of fizzle out, you know, it's like, like that middle firework. school friend that goes to a different high school. Yeah, just, it or just like, kind of happens. I mean, it's almost happened with all of the kids I've graduated high school with, you know, all of them except for one, maybe two. You know, we're just like, we were, we went to fucking school together since we were in kindergarten, three of us since preschool and graduated together. And it's just like, I, I hear from them maybe once a year. It's been like once every two years lately. You know, it just it just kind of happens. Yeah. I don't. Put, I guess I don't put much thought into it. I put a lot of thought into the people that are around me, a lot. You know, I I'm I'm pretty pretty um, pretty in the moment when it comes to uh, when when it comes to people around me. You know, I'm not even a big fan of being on my phone when when I'm. With people, if I'm with people, it's a weird pattern I've realized in myself. When when I'm with people, I want to I want to spend the most time and attention with the person that I'm going to see the least amount of time, you know. And, and then I put my time into the people that are around me currently, you know. Some of this makes makes me not great at reaching out to people that I care about, you know, because I'm, I need to work on that as well. Yeah, because I'm 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 kind of caught up in in the people that I'm around, you know. But there's still people that I care about that can't be around you know so I, I need to be better about doing that but but i'm also in the camp of like if we're good you know and i don't see you for a while and we pick up right where we left off you know we're good then like we're all, we're all good like I, I no vendettas against you nothing like that you know yeah so, and i appreciate relationships like that too, yeah that, right because like, there's definitely people that i hold like very very close to my heart yeah that I don't talk to very often. Right. I see them every once in a while, but every single time I see them, it's like like nothing changed. changed. Like yeah. it's it, just it's like mutual understanding. Yeah. That we it, have. It's that like, life. hey, like I know life is busy, but like I still have the same respect for you that yeah. I did two years ago yeah. when we hung out a lot. I still love you just as much. Yeah. Dude. Like I miss you, you know, and and like uh you know, I wish it was different, but like we have the same understanding that I've been busy, you're busy, we're both doing life, dog. I fucking love it, dude. It's good to see yeah. you. You know, it's really yeah. what it is. And honestly, it's it's that kind of relationship that that will, for me, I I think will stand the test of time. You know, because because then you're not getting mad or upset that like you're not spending as much time as you used to together. You know, and and then. When you when you get to just pick up right where you left off, you know you're going to be able to do that even if it's been five years. You know it, it it is sad that you don't get to see each other for five years, but if you're good, you're good. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't I don't know what to expect over the next you know decade. You know when everyone starts getting married and having kids and all that kind of stuff because that's when life gets real busy. Dude, that's kind of like a little bit already started for like like people that are close to me, like I've had a, a like same here, yep. like two or three yeah. buddies that have already gotten married, like been to their weddings. I have a couple buddies with kids. I've got a couple buddies with more than one kid, you know, like yeah. that. And like all of these dudes are my age and like, it's just so wild to me 
to like look at everybody's different life situations mm -hmm. and like just realize like how similar we all were at one point and how different we are now like and a lot of it's like circumstantial right like obviously obviously your life is going to change quite a bit when you have children and when you get married yeah like that like that's just how it is but like also with those people like the same mutual understanding has been there like mm -hmm. we've like i still hang out with those guys you know what i mean mm -hmm. and like it's it's really cool because like nothing like that is like inhibited our friendship or, or anything like that. It might inhibit a little bit of the time that we get to spend together, but like, that's just life, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. like people get busy. Like it's okay. Like yeah. everybody's just trying to figure this shit out. Right, my, <laughs> my, yeah, my, I respect anybody that has, that's further along than me. Yeah. Right. It's like good to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my buddy Marcus, dude, like we live together and it's kind of the same situation when you went like, you know, small fish into a bigger, pool like yeah. that was me when i moved to lincoln because when i moved to lincoln i knew andrew for two years somewhat mm -hmm. from jake and then you know marcus was andrew's roommate and i had only talked to him like four times and i dropped out of college and i didn't have anything going on and i was like oh fuck it you know i gotta find a place to stay and i was on xbox with him like hey come to lincoln i was like really i go yeah so then two weeks later i just said fuck it let's go and i went down there and it was like i met so many fucking people just outside of my bubble. Like, obviously, I had my boys back in Omaha, and, like, ride or dies, like we've been saying. But then, like, that whole experience was just, like, all these random new people. But then, like, Marcus, for example, like, he's my fucking brother now. I was in his wedding. He had his first kid. And, like, I don't talk to him near as much as I used to because obvious, for obvious reasons. You know, career, wife, kid. Yeah. yeah. Shit happens. Like, 100%. 100%. And, like, and, great, dude. And who am I to be, like... Don't fucking take care of your kid. Yeah. Talk to me, Talk dude. To me. Yeah. yeah. What the <laughs> real fuck? Yeah, no, like, and so, like, but every time, like, you know, I'll text him, like, hey, get on Xbox. And he'll be like, all right, I just put the kid to sleep. I can't yell. But then we'll be playing games or whatever. And he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like, we're playing Rocket League. I'm like, oh, Marcus, get up. And he's just like, bang. <laughs> and so then, you know, you hear it. <laughs> and his, then you know his wife Melissa comes out. Marcus, what the fuck? He's like, I just got a nasty fucking goal in Rocket League. I don't think you understand. And then she, he's like, Oh, but I'm talking on the phone with Steen, and and she's like, oh, Okay, because she's fucking awesome. And so she she That's understands awesome. too, where it's like she understands where like you know at a certain point you can't just only have this like family time you have to have time with your fucking boys and he lives out in North Platte so that's like fucking three hours away so it's yeah. like I can't just fucking. I don't see him every day like I used yeah, to. Yeah, it's not just like a ease. It's not a. I mean, it's not that far, but I mean, at the same time, like that's that's a dedicated trip that you have to. Take, I'm staying there overnight. Know? Yeah, like oh, hundred percent. And it's like, do I want to? Do I want to go out there and you know, spend, like spend a night when they have a kid and they got to figure out all this bullshit? Like, nah, I'll they see have you. enough shit on their plate. Like, yeah, and I'll see you when I see you. Exactly. And every yeah. time I talk to him, it's like I just talked to him the day before. Except we fill each other in on what the fuck was going on. Yeah. You know? At least the important shit. Yeah. And, but that's just how, I mean, his life got really fucking busy since he moved away from Lincoln. Well, dude, right. the, it the, just happens, man. Yeah. And the thing about like, uh, like, you know, a partnership and, and kids, you know, that should take almost all of it. Absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. should if, take if almost all If you're going to do a good job yeah. in do it the right either way, of those things, yeah. 
you have like it's going to be almost a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent if you can manage it. You know, you can't just go to the bar with your buddies every day if you got a wife and kid waiting for you at the house. Like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, Yeah. ship has sailed. I'm glad you brought that up actually because I just read a book last week that uh, talks about that a little bit. It's called Twelve Pillars. Okay. Um, by who do you remember the author? Uh, I might have it screenshotted. Let me look. Yeah, just send that my way. I will. <laughs> it was a super easy read, actually. Yeah. Um, I literally, it's only like 100 pages. I sat down and read twice and finished it. Nice. Um, oh, man. I don't remember <laughs> what I was going back to now. I brought, up, I brought up the fact that put in all your energy into your partnership and your kids. And you brought up 12 Oh, pillars. yeah, yeah. So he, like... In this pillar, it's it's a dude that's like kind of mentoring this guy, right? And he's going over these twelve pillars, and he's explaining one of these pillars to him, and and I that's what I was actually looking for was what the actual pillar was called. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the gift of relationships is what that like that pillar was called. Okay, uh, but like something that they they talk about in there is the mentor tells this dude he's like hey like if because he he, this guy is a very like basic dude right like very very uh, he has like a nine to five Mm -hmm. um blue collar job actually no not blue collar he does sales but what a fucking loser what a scumbag (laughs) (laughs) middle class job does like makes like like a very average amount of money has a couple kids has a wife at home struggles to keep up with the bills struggles like with his relationships with his kids and his wife a little bit and like realizes that he's like kind of like stuck at this point in his life right so he seeks mentorship from this guy and um the third pillar is the the gift of relationships and he talks about and the mentor tells him he's like well if you want to like better your relationship with your kids and your wife you first thing you need to do is spend more time with them right and like he kind of claps back a little bit because like he he's already gotten like some of the pillars and he's like like this is kind of a lot and he's like well i thought it was quality time not quantity time and he's like well yeah that's true but like you still need to spend a quantitative like you need to spend more time with them but it still needs to be quality yeah you know and like he then goes and works on these things and like sets more time like basically gets a, a babysitter for the kids one day a week so him and his wife can go do something by themselves which is very healthy but you yeah, know but massive actually yeah and then also like now takes their kids to to do other stuff the book's super good um i would recommend it for sure Fine. but how much have you looked into jordan peterson lately i i still need to to Check do that no, yeah right, you're good but i know you've i know you've looked into peterson a little bit yep yeah, at least the, I need to look into the stuff that you sent me at least yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, you should. You should. I I kind of got back into it. So I mean, Jordan Peterson's one of the biggest influences that I've had over the last few years, and genuinely, it's helped me out a lot. I mean, his message is you know, it's a lot about responsibility and growing up and stuff like that, and it's uh, it's helped me out quite a bit, you know, to mature a little bit more in life, and uh, so I recommend it. To, to fucking everyone but he's the one with that 12 rules for life and i'm i really need to read that and also everything that i have seen by jordan peterson so far i really enjoy 
Yeah. So I, I would like to do like a deeper dive into him just because I want to do that with like every like higher figure that I really like actually like because most like people of power, I, like I don't even like look at twice. Yeah. You know what with, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't bat an eye at him. Yeah, yeah. But like there's a few people that I feel like still have good moral codes and, and, and preach the right stuff. And, mm -hmm. And those are the people that I, like I'm trying to listen to, trying to follow, and sure. trying to just like honestly like let them influence mold, you a little bit. Yeah, mold my life into yeah. a little bit of what theirs has been, you know. Yeah, or at least li or, listen to it and see what 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 hits you. Yeah, at least take that. those principles and implement them into my own life. I shouldn't sure. say try to mold my life into what they have. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But or mold even, my life into stuff using the principles that they teach yeah for for me it's more more along the lines of, this is what i would recommend to do um is you know kind of listen to it and see what hits you and then if it hits you i mean then that that's something that could potentially be useful for your life you know and you have to kind of relate for something to work you know so if like you're if you're just listening to these people and then trying to just follow their step by step protocol I mean, it's not really going to work. You kind of have to take apart what they're saying and use the parts that you relate to or hit you, you know, in a different way. And you're like, God damn it, that that makes fucking sense. And then attempt to implement that, you know, because because you're a different person than all these other people, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So you kind of got to You kind of got to, you know you know, use your judgment to to utilize it. And Jordan P Jordan Peterson. I mean. So I've always had like a fascination um, somewhat, you know, since, since, so I don't really think I really became that conscious until after high school, you know, in, in high school for me, it's at this point, it's kind of a blur really, you know, but in high school, you're kind of doing high school things. You're kind of in it, <laughs> 100%. you know, you know what I mean? You're just kind of in it and you're, you're pretty ignorant to life. Really. You're just doing stuff. Don't get, get me wrong. There's moments in high school where like, you have some learning moments where you were awake and you're like, Jesus, fuck, man. You know, but I don't really think I was that conscious, you know, until after high school. I um, agree with that. I, I know I, I wasn't. I was yeah. I was definitely the same way. I was very ignorant. I thought that <laughs> I knew what was going on, and then I got out oh, of high fuck. school. And life and goes, I was like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shit out of you. you don't know shit, bro. <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. I was like, I need to tape, take a big step back. You know how to pay your taxes, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you know how to write a check? Yeah. Buddy? Like, do you know what a bill actually is and how to go about it? Like there's do a lot of Do you know the actual price, the, the value of a dollar? Right. Do you, do you, know, do you know understand how to that? do your taxes yeah. or how to sign for a house? Do you or... know what taxes are? Like, I didn't. No, <laughs> I remember, me neither. I remember getting out of high school and it's even things like paying rent and writing a check. It's like, yeah, they taught us that, but I didn't pay attention. Fuck you know? no. Dude, yeah. my high school didn't. We didn't learn how to do any of that yeah. shit, bro. I got out of high school, and literally it was like they were distracting me for 12 years, so I wouldn't know how to do anything. Yeah, right. Like, dude, the amount of things that I've actually used from what I learned in a high school classroom are like... I'm at zero. Like, like... Close to zero, yeah. Like other than like small talk of or like trivia, like where like where the hell am I gonna use like the two hundred and fourth bone in the human body or the Pythagorean theorem or 
you know, like I think for I don't me, like, like I use simple math, like like measurements and shit. Yeah, and you know? everything else you got a phone, dude. Yeah, bro, for real. <laughs> they well, said you uh, would never have a calculator in your pocket. I quite literally. Yeah, that that is also a difference. You know, I think for There's, me though, like for for from looking back, it seems like elementary, middle, and high school. Remember when we were talking about whether you'd pick between homeschooling or public schooling or private school? What would you pick, A Doug? What? So okay. if you had a kid, so like where would like what would I? Do what would you my... as as a parent knowing what you know from public school? Would you would would you and you know you know the you know the ups and the downs of going to a public school? Like you're gonna like all the stuff like you don't really have a control of what your kid's learning. You don't really know. Like you, you, there's all this stuff going on. So like we were talking about the other like when we were driving back from. Colorado, like, would you, if you had a kid right now, would you put them in homes? Would you homeschool them? Would you put them in a public school or a private school? You know, that's a really hard question for me. Um, I think that that would largely depend on my current life situation. Um, on like, like on whether. Like, hopefully at this point, right, I have a wife. Yeah. But, like, I've also seen how life goes. Like, my uncle didn't know that he had his first child until that kid was 18 years old. Oh, fuck. So, like, <laughs> obviously he didn't have any say in what school he went to. Yo, right? what's yeah. good, Pops? Like, sure. <laughs> what's good, Pops? <laughs> bro, <laughs> it's actually funny because, like, he ended up, like, like now he's like works with it, like my uncle and oh, that's kind of dope. That's good. Lived with him for a while that's and good. stuff. But um, so like I'll say what we were saying to kind of like spark it. So yeah, what we ended up. So what I was saying, like from public school, like you learn how to socialize with fucking every type of person, personality. Like you, you meet so many people on a daily basis every fucking day. You're surrounded by an environment, a mass of people, and it really teaches you how to communicate to all these different types of people and be cool with everybody. Like Super I wasn't diverse. I wasn't friends with everybody. But I think I think, you know, like I was never picked on. I was never anything like that cuz everybody was like, what's his deal? Cuz I I wouldn't talk to a lot of people, but everybody's like, "Oh, he's cool." Like you learn how to talk to all these different people when you're in public school cuz you have every different race, you know, religion, social status. Everything is just in this big old melting pot. Now, the downside is, is you have all this different shit and you really don't know what the fuck's being taught. You don't really know. You don't have any control over any of the things you're being taught, like what your kid Education. is being, what your kid's being exposed to, like bad things your kid's being exposed to. And so, right. so that was the plus and minus of uh, public school. Private school, it's like, obviously you kind of can pick what's going on, where you're going. Like if you go to SCUT, it's only, not SCUT, uh, uh, Creighton Prep, it's only dudes. So like, so it's less diverse. So it's less yeah. diverse, but you're able to. You're with. You're your, able to specialize, and the education is a higher quality. Yes, yeah. for sure. And yeah. so, but then homeschool. There's you, no social. There's no social at all. Well, there's some, but it's very little. But you know, and then and but, then you can fine tune what you educate your kids. So what we ended up kind of settling on was. It depends. Well, <laughs> so it's yeah, like, okay. So, so, it's like, it, so depending it, on the kid. It depends on the kid. Depends on the, well, I mean, it depends on a lot, I think. I oh, mean, it for depends. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the kid. It depends on what your wife thinks about it. Yeah. You know, it depends on where you guys are at, 
emotionally, spiritually, and financially. financially yeah. Um, like, you know, I don't know because but like it's if, a lot of pressure because you could easily if, fuck that up. Like like I could think of different situations in life that I would say like all three. You know, like if, if the person that I marry is very religious and and we're in a good financial standing and wouldn't have to worry about sending them to a private school. And like, maybe it, maybe we send them to a private school, you know, or maybe down the road, like maybe it's like, like a blue collar type of thing, or maybe I'm not financially where I exactly want to be, but like also, or maybe I just want my kid to get like a similar experience to what I had, you know, because if I end up at a decent spot in life, like I did that after I went to a public school, you know, but at the same time, I feel like I could teach my kid a lot more than the education system. However, I also feel like I could teach them all of that outside of school. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, and it doesn't have to be like, Hey, like sit down. You need to communication is key, but it's like, Hey, these are going to be important things that you need to know. Communication. Yeah. You know, so I like, I would honestly probably lean towards a public school. That's where we kind of settled. But like yeah. in certain, like Keith was saying, like there's Maybe certain send them with a better lunch though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah. But like some of that shit smacks. Me oh, dude. Yeah. I got some, dude, there's some Crispitos oh, in high school. Oh, Cream bro. turkey over mashed potatoes. Are you kidding? Come on, son. <laughs> Come on, son. For for me, it for me a lot of it's you know you need to pay attention to your kid, you know, and and that's gonna help you make that decision, you know. Like if you have a kid who who is like super scientifically minded, and like uh, and like you can tell is like rather focused on things and isn't very social and just not naturally good at that, private school may be the best way for that kid to go because. You know, like he's going to be able to specialize, get a great education and maybe find his interest in life. You know, that's going to going to take him far, you know, but also if you got like a pretty normal kid, public school is going to probably be the best way to go. You know, you get street smarts and, and, and diverse diversity going on, you know, homeschooling. Homeschooling is difficult for me because I've met I've worked with a couple homeschool kids that I really got along with. Both of them were. uh really religious um which you know i was gonna go down that route earlier when i was talking about you know becoming conscious after high school um i have an interest in religion and so i got along with these guys very well and they really weren't that antisocial, you know but for me when it comes to picking for schools for a kid it really depends on you know of course all the situations that you thought but also you need to pay attention a lot to your kid and and kind of understand what may be best for them when it comes to picking a school. That's yeah. a few years down the road. But I definitely agree with that. Um, one thing that I would say, though, just from personal experience, is that I have a couple buddies that went to private schools, and from what they've told me, like, they got a lot of what you get at a public school. Mm-hmm. Like, really, the one of the only differences was they had mass every day and like they learned about God. Interesting. You know, so, yeah. but like outside of that, it and they were like school uniforms. Um, but like outside of those two things, like a lot of what I've heard is very, very similar to yeah. a public school. Like 
they they still all get into trouble. They still do fuck shit. You know, oh, you're like, a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a fucking kid. Yeah, dude. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, gonna fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's I, I I feel like it. I feel like like private versus public is very like honestly like very heavily dependent for me of where the kid is at and what they believe and also like because i want them to have their own beliefs i want them to formulate their own beliefs you know because i don't want to force religion down their throat yeah. because like i would consider myself christian but i would consider myself much more spiritual because i believe in god but so many other like religions have things that interest me like like buddhism for instance like there's a ton of things that they preach in buddhism that like like literally are like some things that i i like almost live by but like don't even mean to yeah. you know what i mean it's naturally like, kind of yeah it's just like my persona a little yeah. bit you know it's sure. like almost like the vibe right yeah that i'm yeah. putting air quotes around but yeah. like <laughs> that i'm like trying to give off but like there, there's just like a lot of interesting concepts in different religions that, and my biggest thing is like nobody actually fucking knows. No. If if somebody knew what actually happened or how we all got here, there would be literally one religion and one religion only. Well, if that was the case, we would there wouldn't be no point to living. Yeah, there would be no point to living if we knew. Well, there are a lot it of. It wouldn't people. be fun. Yeah. No. If you knew, knew. Th yeah, if you knew straight away, like, what happens? Yeah. Like, what, well, that's not or fun. Or what happened or any why, of it. Why would you watch a movie? Well, well I wouldn't mind yeah. knowing what happened, but what happens after death, well, yeah. like, being a mystery, I think is, sure. like, the best thing because, like... I don't know. If we knew, well, like, I feel like at any point, like, people would either, like, if their situation got shitty, it could be like, well, I know what happens next, so, like... Do I want to keep living or do I like want to just like send, you know what I mean? Well, like, see, that's the cruelest thing about living though, is that your whole goal in this entire life at the baseline is keeping yourself alive. But the one thing that's guaranteed is that you're going to fucking die. And yeah. we don't know what the fuck happens after that. So this entire time you're scared, not scared about dying, but like there's just this innate thing in all of us and all living creatures I guess, well, I guess us, maybe, humans maybe, because we're just sentient enough to understand. But maybe it's like a thing where like yeah, I'm not so I'm not so sure dogs, you know, well, like would no, have a fear of death. Well, yeah, but but, but it's like a survival thing. instincts. Well, yeah, you know, and which, so, which could indicate indicate fear of death. Well, and so and so, but I was thinking about this the other day. It's like we all live our life trying not to die, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, there's a thing that happens, and you know, some that just happens. Some people, you know, suicide is a thing, mm -hmm. right? But I mean, like for a lot of people, like all of life, you're trying to stay alive. But the one thing that will always happen, no matter how hard you try, is you are going to die. And yeah. so like there's but then you the scary part of that whole thing is, you know, that it's going to happen, but you have no fucking idea what happens once that once your heart stops beating and you don't get blood flow anywhere else. And then your body just is like what happens? Nobody knows. And so I don't know. I think there's just a thing where like with religion, I think it just gives people a lot of faith. And it really kind of eases the burden of knowing that you're gonna die. But with a lot of people, like uh, what? Which one is reincarnation? Is that Hindu? 
Yeah, well, there, so it's in Buddhism and Hinduism. Okay, but yeah. for them, like, I think there's probably some solace you can take from those and be like... Oh, there's more after this. Yeah, and yeah. I have another shot, at depending life. on where I end yeah. up in yeah. the next life. Like, I at least, if, if you know, like, when I, when I perish, like, maybe there's, you know, there's some, like, I have faith that there's something else other than this. Like, Christian, like, there's a heaven. Yeah. I, I go to the fucking pearly gates, and there's some big bastard. Don't know what skin tone he is, but yeah. God damn it, he's going to be up there. <laughs> some big booty bitches up there. <laughs> oh, bro. dude, come on, son. <laughs> come on. And so then you're up there. You're up there in the in the uh, line. You're up there in the line, and it's like, oh, fuck, this looks pretty badass over yeah, there. Dude, yeah. There's a faith involved, and I think... And I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I I just think that there there needs to be faith. And the, if there were, if there was one guy who came out and said, "Yeah, I died and went to heaven," and it was proven that he actually did, like I think there's a lot of people who would just be like, "Oh, well, that doesn't seem too fucking extravagant." Like I want to come back. Yeah. Or there's some people who are like, "Fuck," like that's just how it goes. All right. Well, I'm fucking out of here. As soon as you meet your first hardship, it's like, all right. Well, see ya. <laughs> like I feel like that would almost. I don't know. I think faith, like we were talking about the other day, I think faith is the most intriguing thing that I've ever come yeah. to think of. Yeah, I. so yeah, so what I was talking about, about becoming conscious after high school is, you know, after that, after I've kind of woken up that I have an interest in psychology and I also have an interest in religion for some reason that I can't shake um, because I kind of wish that I could because like religion itself is kind of being shat on at the moment. Fucking, if you're Christian or have some sort of religion, you're a moron because there's science and stuff like that. Fuck that. But, dude. but, 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 but. Science is depressing. The, the more I've learned about it. In the, in the, <laughs> Straight up, dude. Like, well, I'm, it is. I'm, no, okay. So it's, it's, it's almost like they gave us the idea of science and religion both to like make us argue. Yeah, but that that's one of the issues with it. They go they're the same thing. I mean, I mean science wouldn't be a thing without religion. It's 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 Yeah, it's that's base. very true. The the more I learn about religion, um you know, the less I I actually think about like a place like heaven like the Christian Christians think and like uh you know, I'm not so sure how I feel about reincarnation quite yet. Um because because I think it happens, but but the way that like established religions um like talk about their afterlife like uh it's all shallow it's not it's not rich enough it's not actually for sure yeah it's not actually a a, a good way to describe that's why you know, i what 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 what's potential that we have after this life you know um that's why i when i was younger i never took to any of them mm-hmm. cuz i definitely just felt like it was the most like it was shallow yeah and like and obviously, in, in, yeah, in and you can look at science, and it's yeah. like, well, fucking, hey, bro, there's no fucking person in the clouds, okay? You know, right. You're not going like, but now as I get older, um, I guess I I have come more. I, I'm not really like a religious man, yeah, but I've definitely become way more open to the idea of not just one, but like, fuck, any of these could be true, right? But so so for me, I've actually strayed away from from the ideas of afterlifes. So that was what I was initially interested in when it, when it came to my interest in religions was like, what in the fuck happens after life? You know, but I've, I've kind of strayed away from that because every time I get into a conversation about 
afterlifes is it's it's repetitive and it goes in a circle because obviously there's no way that we can fucking know. So it's almost pointless, you know, to consider an afterlife. And what that kind of means is, you know, that this life is what we have. This is it. This is the only thing that we know is real. And and so the good parts about the religions that we have established already is they can kind of be like a uh, a uh, scaffolding for yeah, life. Yeah, somewhat like a it they I believe religions are, you know, constructed to regulate behavior and and kind of give us a, a a manual, a guide um to to how we should act in life and 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 make it through life to have a good life. You know, and I, I think I think that's what they're about. And and the whole idea of afterlife itself is actually to do that. Because if you're living your life, you know, thinking that that it's pointless and there's nothing more to it and there's nothing greater than you, you're living your whole life like that, you're gonna have a shitty fucking life. I agree with well, that. Well again, I it's, think, it's yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go but, ahead. I was just going to say that I think that that helps me get through like a lot of hard situations is like believing in something greater than myself, it, you know, just like, cause like where my beliefs lie is that first off that there's a greater power that has a plan. Right. And I feel like that brings so much peace to my life because going through hard times, then it's, it's, it's so much easier than to be like, okay, this is happening for a reason. And I think that also kind of translate easier into life is happening for me, not to me, you know, and just like realizing then in those shitty situations and situations that just aren't ideal that that it's happening for a reason you just might not know what that reason is yet i think that helps me get through a lot and and it's it's literally just the simple fact of like actually believing in that because there was a a time where i like almost thought i believed in that but i think i was actually just telling myself that mm-hmm. but like Actually believing it has brought me like a ton of peace. Just, when did when did that switch happen for you? Oh, or like man. what did was anything did anything cause that switch in your head? Or was there just like can you even remember it? Or is it just like a so I don't think it was like one thing. Um I think it was just a compilation of like different things like my buddy Marcus is is very religious and listening to him talk about some of the things that he's talked about has helped me a lot cuz he's like read the bible he understands like the like all of that and he has taught me a ton and that has helped me a ton my mom's like very religious and she like talking to her has helped me a lot with that as well um I don't know exactly when the switch happened. It, I would say, like, because I was very religious, like, growing up. And then I would say, like, my, like, sophomore year of high school, I was kind of like, like, I stopped going to church because I moved. And I kind of, like, 
that's when I started to question things, you know, and like open myself up to like other religions and, and just like science and, and everything, you know, really. And, and just question everything. Um, so there was like a period I would say between like between my sophomore year in high school and I would say my junior year in college. And I would say my junior year in college is probably where that had happened. And also like, I fe I feel like it might've literally been just getting to like a rock bottom point and being like, like if there's not something greater then like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, What's the like, point? yeah. And so like, it, I don't want to say like, like life gave me no choice, but like, that's kind of what it felt like almost was I got to this point where I was like, dude, like I need to believe in something. And like, so like, then I just like would ask more questions to people that I knew, knew more than I did. And just honestly tried to decide what I wanted to believe in. And I like, eventually I, I settled on Christianity. A big goal of mine this next year is I don't know if I'll get all the way done with it, but I want to read the Bible. Like I want to, cause I've read a little bit of it and it's much more of a story than I like ever originally knew before. It's got a whole plot. It's a whole yeah. storyline. Yeah. yeah. And it's fascinating because so, it's written over so many Different authors and, and, so, this, many, and, and so many different deciphered times. from different languages yeah, and, and thrown back in, has, and then something else added. Yeah, in. Yeah. The fact that it has a storyline is fascinating. That's yeah. lasted yeah. throughout the time. Yeah, but and yeah, I would number one seller. I would like I would like to ever. read it just <laughs> because I I do believe in it and I want to like build that belief mm -hmm. and and also like I don't know like just going back to like when when the jump was I. I don't exactly know, but I just know that it happened for a lot of reasons. And since that jump has happened, it has been much easier for me to navigate life because every time there's a shitty situation, I'm like, okay, this is happening for a reason and you might not know it yet, but it's easier for me than in shitty situations to be like, okay, what can I do to use this to propel me forward instead of let it be a roadblock, you know? And obviously I didn't do that with everything. Otherwise I would never be stressed and I would be probably rich. You do something. the best you can. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I consciously do the best that I can. Well, see, cause I, I, Keith and I were talking the other day on my porch about religion and faith and all that stuff. And, and I've got to check out your porch couch, by the way, oh, bro, That's you're just, welcome anytime. Uh, it just sounds it's incredible. Fantastic. It's pretty fucking nice. Yeah, porch couches are undefeated. Oh, and, and it's a nice one for real. Oh, it's a nice one. Yeah, but we didn't even have the porch couch. We were sitting on the stoop yeah. smoking cigs <laughs> 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 on the stoop. Yeah. But so, you know, I was sitting there, and I've never been a religious man. Like my parents put me in a Christian preschool just to like get me sort of in it, and then they let me pick like what I wanted to do. Like they didn't, cause my parents, they don't go to church. I've never seen either one of them be like a religious person. Like I know in their past, obviously like their parents are like, we're going to fucking church on Sunday sort of stuff. But like, you know, once they kind of became their own person, they kind of strayed away. And so when I came along, it was kind of like, okay, well we'll give him a shot to see like what he wants to do. 
but obviously I'm fucking like five, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and so like I, I never really took to it. And so then, you know, we never went to church. And so I never was really a religious guy. And so, you know, when I was kind of becoming like when I was in high school and stuff, I, I, I went more like, you know, science first where I like never, I never really questioned much. I never was much of a religious guy. So I was kind of like, well, no shit. There's no fucking bearded dude in the clouds. I can see the fucking clouds. There's nobody up there, you know, like, and I, and you know, I thankfully knock on wood, but I've never really experienced death or anything in a, in a, you know, of people that I knew, like, like my grandparents, they're all still alive except for the one, like my grandpa died when I was like one, but I wouldn't remember that. And so I've never really had like any religious, like sort of, thoughts you know other than obviously what happens when we die but i never really went into it and i was more science-based and i realized that like i was so much more depressed shutting off all the ideas of like anything else other than you just died you're gone and there's no anything or or there's no faith of anything else or there's no higher power that is bigger than you it was really like a self-centered like i was so focused like i was the most important thing ever And, and from like from what you're saying, I could be gathering this wrong. And from people who I know are religious, like it seems like it's almost a weight off their shoulders knowing that you're not the most important thing. Like there's something a bigger, there's a higher power more so than you that you can look to in your time of need when you really fucking need it. And it's something more than you um, that you can look to to sort of help guide your way out. And it's not just you. Yes, I agree with that because I've had other buddies that have been very similar to like my, like my experience. And I, I like just agree with that so much because believing in a higher power, sometimes like I literally will like, like tell myself this like word for word, either verbally or just like mentally. Like if again, like going back to like, if I'm in like a hardship or going through like a tough situation um, believing in that higher power and believing that it's it's happening for a reason, if I can be mindful of that and recognize that in the moment, I will literally tell myself, okay, dude, like you are in a field right now, right? That's by a town, it's in a county, that's a part of a state, that's on a floating space rock. It's a part of a country <laughs> that's a continent that's on a, a massive global ball. That's hurling through space. That's actually tiny. That's floating around the sun in the middle of nothingness, bro. Like literally, if you look at space, if it's truly infinite, the world could literally be like a red blood cell. Like it could at be best. It, like yeah. it, it could it, it could <laughs> be it, dude, it's a it proton could, it could, and it could be at best. <laughs> the the nucleus of a cell, you Bro. know, or even to, like smaller than that. Like we're it literally is, on a sure. floating space rock in the middle of nothing. We're like, being hurled through my, space. Yeah. yeah, do my problems really mean that much? No. Yeah, but they do. They do to me. To but, everything, but, though. Because the the same way that that works, it works the opposite way. Yeah, but if you remind yourself of that, it's like, okay, like, Mm -hmm. I just jammed my thumb, and that sucks. But, like, 
does it really affect me that much? Am I going to die? Am I going to have to call my mom and cry about this? Am I going to, am I going to get fired? Like, is this going to change my financial situation? Is this going to change the way my friends think about me? Fuck no. It's really not changing anything other than my thumb's going to hurt for 20 minutes. You know, like, would you say that it's taken pressure off of you in your life ever since you've kind of leaned into this faith? Do you think like, in certain situations where if you didn't have said faith, you'd kind of be more in your head. You'd be more, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of, it seems to me like when, when you found this higher power and you really do believe in it, and I can tell you do, it seems like your, your floor is so much higher than some, like in certain situations where like, if you didn't have that faith, you would be as in like, you know, at your floor, it's like, you know what? Like things are happening for a reason where if somebody didn't have faith, it's like, fuck, I'm, you know, like your floor is so much lower, if that makes sense. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, like your floor is like, you know, some shit happens to you and it's like, you know what? This is happening for a reason. I have faith in all these other things. Like, and it really kind of resets your mindset where somebody who doesn't have the faith, like you were saying, what took, which took you down to your basement, like yeah. you were in a spot where you were in your basement, like you didn't have faith. And so that floor didn't stop you from reaching that, but you needed to reach that in order to get to that floor. Yeah. And now that floor is your base point. And so whenever I talk to somebody who has that faith built in, it seems to me, I don't want to go as far as saying like you automatically have a better life that way, but it definitely seems like at the very least, you have this higher floor than somebody who doesn't just because you have this innate mind switch where you're like, you know what? You kind of like put your arms out and you stop yourself from falling even further. And you're like, maybe not you or your faith does that for you maybe. Yeah. So it doesn't let you get back to that basement over and over and over and over again. Because like I, I, I've always been interested in like, you know, like people in prison. How many people will go to prison and jail and stuff and they come out and they're like super fucking religious because prison's normally like the lowest point in life. I've always been fascinated by that where like you reach this lowest point, but then for some reason, some sort of faith or religion somehow puts floaties on your arms and raises you up to a certain point. Yeah. At least that's what it seems to me. And by the way, like from how you've been talking about it, that's how it seems to me, how, how it's affecting you in a positive way where... You're odd, like not automatically, like some days you're lower than others, obviously. Yeah. But like, you're never, not never, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're not free falling. Like it feels like you have a parachute. A little bit. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it produces a better life. Um, I would say that most of the time it produces a better outcome to hardships and difficult situations mm. because there like don't get me wrong there's still sometimes that like i get so caught up in what i'm worried about or the current situation that For like sure. that parachute doesn't feel like it's on you know what i mean For like sure. like i feel like i do fall to that basement but i also feel like having that faith i hit that much less you know like i feel yeah. like there are much more difficult situations that I am mindful of and am like, okay, 
how can I let this not affect me negatively going forward? Why is this happening? And what good could come from this? You know, so yeah, I wouldn't say it produces a better life. It just makes me better with dealing with different difficult situations. Which makes it more likely for you to have a better life. Yeah. It makes it it makes more life. And I don't know if it makes it a better life. I just think it makes you better at dealing with life. Because everybody like fucking sucks. Yeah, like every everybody's gonna get hit with shit. Like everybody. No matter how rich, how poor, what ethnicity you are, it doesn't matter. Like Mm. life is happening. And it's shitty. All of us. And And it fucking sucks sometimes. Like, and it's fucking great sometimes, you know? But like, you just have to learn how to deal with it. And it's fucking, that's the hardest part, dude. Well, that's learning how to deal with the ups and the downs and the fucking in-betweens, man. Like, it's it's all over the place all the time. You have no idea where it's about to go. But I also believe that that's where the beauty is. So you think, without a doubt, net positive from finding your faith and being a a person who is, is, you know, not one with faith. Not saying like you're like you know the all you know, but like but <laughs> you're like not Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but like but you are like you you found something to pour your heart and soul into that you truly do have faith in, and you found great success in your life that where you think without it, you would be in a completely different spot. That would probably be worse. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause for me, um, unless you want to jump in, well, it looked like you were thinking about something. Yeah. Well, I am this whole time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm listening as intently as I can. For me, but. I, I, I have thought, especially now, um, being by myself and trying to figure out this fucking life where it's just me and I'm trying to, I'm just thinking maybe I'd be better off, you know, having some sort of faith, something bigger to me to believe in. But I've just, it's a tough bridge to go over because I don't think I've reached my bottom. Not that I want to fucking find myself there, but it seems like you get the most profound experience if you are there. Not that I want to be there. I'm not envious of a rock bottom. Let's just say that. But it definitely f- seems to me like it's a it's a very advantageous thing to well, do. Well, okay. So so yeah. Uh, the interesting part about that is the in life, one thing that you I mean you, I've learned this from Jordan Peterson, but you you can experience it yourself and realize that this is true. One thing you you can't rationalize away. One thing you can't say is not real is pain. You know, and when you're at rock bottom. You're in, you're in pain, and when when you know you're in pain, that's when you can realize that actually things can be good, you know. And so for for believing in like a higher power, I I personally hesitate to to like claim that I'm any part of any religion or anything like this. And this is something that this is a thing that I told you that I wanted to talk to you about to continue our, our conversation on from, from the other day when we were talking about faith, Sarah and I had this really great conversation in, in the car. Cause I'm struggling with it too, you know, and, and like what I, what I need to believe in, you know, for life. And I think it's best conceptualized when, when you think about good and bad, you know, it's like, why, why believe, you know, if I, if I do things, 
life could be good. What what is good? What why would I believe in good? That's like it saying can, like can the, life be good? Do I believe in good? It's like bad shit happens to good people all the time. Right. Right. But so so it's difficult, man, as fuck, because like uh I kind of need to gather myself here a little Go bit. For so it, apolo- I apologize, but <laughs> I mean, I cut you off. I'm so no, no. You're you're good. I'm struggling thinking right now, but I I wanted to continue our conversation about faith because because faith for me would be you know not necessarily like the the like the belief in a higher power, or belief in a god, or a, a belief in in another life. It be faith would be more like a belief that life is good you know, in its totality. Like, why are we here? What are we doing? What's existence? Why, why are we on this earth? Why are we conscious? Why, why are we here? You know, what the fuck is this about? You know, and so, so where you can go from that is like, is that good that we're here? Is it, is it good that I'm experiencing this life? Is it, is it not? If it's not, then what the fuck are we doing? If it's not, why aren't we just fucking end it why are we here then if it's bad you know if it's not good you know so faith for me would be more like believing in the fact that existence itself itself not just existence like what we perceive but the existence of the entirety of everything you know that that itself is good there's there's a good reason it's the majority of it's good there's a good outcome there's a there's a reason for it for existing and that is good Does that make sense at all? I need help yes, explaining that. Yes, it definitely because- does. I actually really like that. Like I was, I was, I'm stealing your words because I don't know how to say it better, but very intently listening. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. And I honestly feel like that's like because the thing is, like I said, like I haven't read the Bible, like I haven't gone to church in a long time. But like, I believe that there's something out there. And I think that that's the biggest thing is believing that because I think that that, that believing that it everything or that the outcome is good, right? Mm-hmm. Or is the same thing as believing that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's Be- very similar. Because it, ha- like, it has its differences. But, yeah, yeah, but like I, I feel like it kind of has the same like core, core meaning because concept, yeah. at, at least for me personally, mm-hmm. because that's firmly what I believe. I believe that everything happens for a reason because I think that in the totality of everything, I think that we're here for a good reason. Right. You know, otherwise, it, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. It wouldn't o- be worth it. Otherwise, what the fuck are we? You, you know, know what I yeah. mean? So, so the, like, that's I, one of the differences. I have to believe that. Yeah. Because uh, if we're not, like, it's like. It's pointless then. Then yeah, it's pointless. Yeah. Then and so, what why am are I we. Doing? Fu- what, like, what are we here for? Why don't right? I just go join, like, the guys under the bridge that shoot heroin? Every, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so this is, this is why. We're <laughs> good people, this, dude. This yeah, is why. Like, why faith is necessary. You know, and so for me, I, I still would hesitate from from joining a religion or, or classifying myself under religion because because what I f- I seem to have found that I believe in is the fact that existence itself is good, and if I didn't believe that, then it would be worthless. 
If I didn't believe that it was good, it would be worthless. And so then why would I be here? And why would we be doing this? And that would be the reason as to why we're here. You know, and that, so like the, the everything happens for a reason just isn't quite enough because everything happens for a reason and it's good needs to be added to that. Yeah. Because if it's not good, then that reason's worthless. So yeah. why do it? So, so for everything me, happens for a reason for like the good of existence. And it's good. Everything happens for a good. reason for a reason is what you're saying? It, yeah. <laughs> for a good reason. Yeah, there you go. For good a reason. good yeah. reason. And the Bible does yeah. a great job of explaining that in one of its story. It talks about, you know, the creation story in the Bible. Have you read the seven Bible? Seven days. No, no, but I've listened, I've listened to some and I've also, Jordan Peterson's biblical series. He goes through yeah, a lot of these stories. I'll, yeah, I'll have to dig into that. And then I also listen to Alan Watts. He talks about the Bible often and stories in the Bible. Um, and so I've listened to a lot of stuff about the Bible and different creation, different stories in the Bible. Um, and at the and I also grew up, you know, going to Sunday school and going to church and all that. Um, and I got away from that. I know you guys are talking about your stories, but I I became atheistic actually in high school. I I would tell everybody I, I was an atheist. Would you say know. that there was a point that I was kind of the same way. I was, and yeah. it, I don't know if it was just like a rebellious, like it was, teenage thing. No, for sure. For me, like, question everything. Yeah, I was counting like, culture. I was like, no, fuck that. I like, was that's cool, like the dude. normal yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, I want to be counterculture. Different, I'm yeah. different. Yeah, so I'm atheist. That's but, that's what mine was. And then but I like thought about now it a little bit more. Like, yo, like you're kind of being a fool. Like, you know, like, but but it. Also, I'm glad that I did that because it opened me up a little bit. Yeah, for like sure. Because it, it, I went from one extreme to the other. And so then I was like, okay, so like, like what the, like, I don't want to believe that there's nothing. Like, you know, I came, I came, I came well, to that can't. realization That's just that I was like, yeah. I don't want to believe in the Antichrist. Like, I don't want to believe that there's nothing out there. Well, then what's like, the reason for going anymore? Yeah. yeah and so, so you literally can't believe that there's nothing. All these people who think they're atheists aren't actually atheists. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. If they were truly atheists, you would off yourself right now if there was nothing more. So why, why go through the pain in life? Why go through the pain and the struggle and the hardships of life when it truly is worthless and there's nothing to it? I don't yeah. know if that's how they, I don't know if that's how they feel about it. Yeah, I, don't I, want, know. I, want, I almost I wonder feel if it's, like I wonder if it's a thing where it's like they they, I, I mean, if we're being honest, I think everybody has their own form of religion and yes. whatever their thought process. So is. they're not I actually think, truly I think, atheists. I think that's what a big problem is with our uh, culture right now. Is instead of, and I'm not saying one way is good or better than the other one, but what I'm saying is, is you know, back in the day, there used to be like a you know a, a you know a lot of people were Christians or Catholics or whatever. There's a lot of you know. Uh, religion based on just religion, religion, not just like your thought process being your religion. I think there's a lot of people where, you know, if you're a fucking, you know, Trump MAGA supporter, like that becomes your religion because you got nothing else. And they that's worship why gods they don't know. And that's why you're, yeah. that's why your entire being is like, you look at people who are, you know, super heavy Democrats and this is their entire religion. They don't give a fuck about anything else. This is, this is all they care about. Or and, and same, money. same thing the other way. Money becomes a religion. I mean, uh, yep. owning things becomes a religion. People find people will inevitably find their own religion, their based own god, their own thing to control their life, yeah. to and, control their behavior. And it seems to me like where we're at as a 
country, as a society, as a culture, it seems like we're all fucking worshiping the wrong goddamn shit. Yeah. Well, well, we Gosh don't even, darn shit. We don't, even, yeah, <laughs> we don't even, we don't even know a lot of people, we don't even know what, what we're worshiping, what's guiding us. We don't even really realize it. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's and, a puppet master pulling the strings and you don't so, even fucking know. So I want to clarify what I said about atheists, you know, because really a lot of atheists nowadays, what what their God actually is is science. You know, that's, that's yes. their yeah. higher power. That's, that's really their religion. That's where they put all their faith. in. Yeah. It's that, that's their faith. Yeah, exactly. So they're not actually atheists. And if you're an actual, there's no living atheist. If you're an actual atheist, you're done. You're done. If you believe that there is nothing and it's all worthless, you are done. Yeah. You're I, checked off. I want to bounce off of what Steen said a little bit. I, uh, I'm, oh man, I'm trying to, dude, this is getting difficult because I'm like trying to like listen to everything because everything that's being said and is good. Think. Yep. Um, but there was something that you brought up that was real. oh yeah, yeah, that people are all worshiping the wrong things and that like people will worship like, like influencers almost. You yeah, know what Instagram. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up because that honestly was... Not like an influence to me into the faith, but like it was very educational to hear my buddy Marcus talk about that. And he is very, very like awake and and cautious of like what goes on in the media, what goes on in music. Cause he like he used to make music too. So like some and he's he listens to music like only a very select few amount of people that I've ever heard. And I would like to say that I'm on that level, but I don't think I am. But like he listens to everything that they talk about. And because he knows the story of the Bible, he knows when people are playing off of that or trying to mimic it or make fun of it. And like, he's very, very good at like pointing out different things with like different artists or different people. And to like kind of answer your question a little bit, I don't exactly remember what the question was. I don't either. Um, but it was like Marcus believes that like some of those people are like carrying out the devil's work, right? So like those are the people that like like that certain people are worshiping, right? Like and they're worshiping the wrong thing. But it's like he believes that like that's basically the devil's work because like the devil isn't going to come here in devil form with horns and all, you know what I mean? But he's going to play his part like in the Bible, like, like Marcus has explained like so many different things to me, like about different places in the Bible where the devil will do certain things. And then he will like apply that to real life and like things that are going on. And it's like, it's almost like too blatant to ignore, bro. There's a great song called uh, If I Were the Devil by Colby Acuff. He literally talks about that exact same thing. Yeah. It's literally like, it's a country song, and it's literally like, if I were the devil, and it says all this bad shit that's going on, it's like, of course you'd fucking do that shit. Yeah. And if the devil's a thing, like, of course you'd control the media and you know, make people think a certain way. or Control the media. and You wouldn't do it in an outlandish, clearly his- you way. Like, and, and bro, like something that, so like, there's a lot of modern rap that I do like, but there is a huge part of like modern rap 
that I feel is, and maybe this is like from Marcus explaining some of it to me, but like there is so much of it that like I personal, personally believe is like just straight demonic. Like I feel like they are like actually worshiping the devil. Like they are making references and wearing horns and videos. And you know what I mean? Like I've seen, yeah. Like, like doing all these like very like questionable things. And I don't know if that's like also just because like being rebellious is cool. And that's like the age group that they're trying to sell their shit to. Yeah. Most likely. Well, it's so, like, think but, about, think about us in high school now. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we were well, at a very, we were at a very impressionable age and we all yeah, had this thought but, where we didn't know what the fuck, you know, we were. It, it kind of hurts my soul that a lot of these like modern modern rappers and modern artists are like directing these young people towards that because like personally growing up, I grew up on like Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, and like yeah, like did they talk about some weird stuff? Like I mean, Wiz, yeah, like smoking weed all the time. Mac Miller talked about a lot of stuff, but I feel like his stuff was much more aimed at like good. Good and 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 also like just opening the eyes of people a little bit. You know what I mean? Like listen, like I still listen to Max music, bro. And there's like things that he will say that I'm like, damn, like I forgot about this song, but like I'm so glad this came on because like it's still so true. It's so good. It's so good. You do such a good job of explaining what's going on, why people are doing it. And how to counteract it almost. I don't you know. I don't think people realize how much the music they listen to actually affects their life. Oh, that's dude. a huge it's realization. I, I'll say this: when I moved to Lincoln, I never listened to country music a single second in my life, except for like the mainstream, like Florida Georgia Line shit. And yep. I didn't listen to that all Baby, the time. Oh, make me crew, roll hold on now, my hold windows on. down. And cruise, cruise is a, <laughs> oh, cruise is a banger, but Good, but like, but damn, you know, baby, damn. <laughs> but but yeah, like all I listened to in high school, like my entire life, other than like what was on the radio, like when I got my own Spotify, it was like all I do is rap and like rock and like hard, like scream rock. Oh yeah, but I had no country music influence at all in my thought process and so it was like i've noticed my mental shift when i switched my thought like my my listening habits to like you know i was you just take a nap (laughs) hop on on the mic dude get in here well you're the one so i'm trying to do my best to explain our conversation that we had on our car ride out there about the good and the bad and the ugly Remember that one? I re- we were talking about faith, but we're we're into music right now, and I could maybe we could get back we to could it at pivot. some point. But I want I like this music thing real quick, so let's finish oh, that well, up. Keep her going. So, anyways, I so anyways I started listening to country music when I first moved down here, and I started. I mean, I just dove head on. Like for some reason, something in my fucking head just attached to it, and I was just fu- any. I mean, all any and all. I mean, I think I probably had maybe like. 900 songs on my Spotify and I have like 1900 and I think the last 1000 are country songs and like the messaging behind a lot of them is vastly different than what I was listening to before. A lot of country music it's about having kids and having a wife and family and and faith. Just like straight up good morals I feel like. Yeah right. Whereas you know 
Fucking bitches and getting fucking money. bitches <laughs> yeah, getting right. money. Fuck the world, burn it down. You know shit yeah. like that that you hear in a lot of the a and lot of the popular music nowadays. It's like God damn, that, that cannot I, be impacting or our shooting each other. Well. Yeah, dude, that, <laughs> that, shit that's up. a huge thing I don't like about modern rap too. Is like I feel like so much of it is pushing gang banging. It's pushing like hard drugs. Like oh for sure, no pushing selling hard drugs. And yeah. it's like bro, some of those like, songs. Back do you up. understand that like some people. <laughs> Will take this quite literally, yeah. like, oh, like they'll try to like model. I their probably life on was it. one of those people, dude. Like, I if mean, you're a young, impressionable inc- youth, dude, for sure. You look up to these fucking people like they're your idols. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't know why because no. you don't have a god. I feel like over the past year, I've made like a very, very large personal jump from where I was, mm. and my Spotify Wrapped came up, and. Uh, a large part of that I literally think is the music I was listening to because I spent a I spent sixty nine thousand minutes. I was at eighty thousand listening <laughs> to music. This, which is so think about that. Whole days, think about that. Full twenty four hours about that. of the year. That's direct influence in your life. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so this last you year don't spend forty eight days with most people. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. And this last year was the first year in a in a lot of years that, like, I would say close to fifty percent of the songs that were on my top one hundred songs were country songs, mm. and three of my top five songs were country songs. Um, and it it just like I feel like that's a huge thing that has just like helped me grow personally was because I started implementing things that were like actually morally good because that's the thing is like when I was doing all of those things in college and, and like directly listening and, and acting on the influence of the music, Mm -hmm. like I knew that morally that wasn't the right thing to be doing. Felt bad. But this last year I've tried to hold myself accountable more to, just doing what I know needs to be done and also just trying to build myself into the person that I want to become. And I feel like country music has helped me a lot with that. Same here. Just because like it, it's helped me let go of some of, some of the things like I don't need to constantly be thinking about money. And bitches. You know, and bi- and yeah, yeah that, that dude, honestly, that's a huge I'm thing, so, bro. Massive, I, I mean, I, I think back and I was like, dude, like you've gone out every weekend for like four years. And like, I don't do that still, but like that, I mean, that's, actually that's probably five or six years to that's be honest doing, with yeah. you. Like, I mean, I started doing that before I was 21. Yeah. On the hunt. Yeah. And, but like, what was I doing that whole time? Like I, I literally, because the thing is, is I can go a huge amount of time without drinking. I've done it so many times. I literally think that the, I was addicted, like this is going to sound bad, but like, I think I was addicted to chasing pussy. No, it's not addicted. No, I think I was, I know, but like, like dog, I I think I was addicted to it for a while well i think well hold like, on i, th- I, I think like both could things, not get enough bro. i think both things can be true what both of you are saying two things can be true at the same time yeah i think def- i think definitely innately in all of us our whole life goal in our dna is to pass it off into somebody else <laughs> and have that fucker grow up but 
I definitely think that if you have some sort of influence where like, you know, at a certain point you're, you're not thinking about, you know, building a family or building something special when your entire, all that's going into your ears is, you know, fucking bitches and getting money. You're like, well, I got to go fuck some bitches and get some money. Cause that's not only does it work with what I'm innately trying to do, but it also feels good. Yes. Right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you get hooked on trying to do that. You see, that's exactly where Marcus would come in and like add a reason to what I was listening to sometimes is he would be like, and it, it wasn't even that the, the, they would be directly talking about the devil or being demonic or or any of that stuff, but like what he would explain it as is like like all of their stuff is about temptation, you know? Oh yeah, like, for sure. Like fucking bitches getting money, like that's all temptations. That's literally listed like in the Bible. Yeah, well, obviously not like that, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> the <laughs> thou shalt not, not fuck, fuck bitches, bitches and thou money. shalt not get money. <laughs> yeah. But These like, are the doings of the devil. <laughs> yeah, but like, I I don't know, bro. Like, looking back, like that. I mean, it definitely had a huge impact on yeah. what I was doing mm-hmm. for a very very long time. Yeah, and it's something that goes unnoticed in our culture. Yes, and, and it, I don't think people realize it because yeah. I mean, it's so it's, it's so, so easy to not. Dude, everyone's it, got our phones you know? in our pocket. We get into our vehicles. It's, we, our it's music so is easy playing. to distract it. Yeah. distract yourself yeah, from nowadays. any of your own thoughts. You don't, I, even, you, you don't think about the influence that that's having on your life. Can I, mean, I just so say this? Happen. A there, lot of people don't care. Is there anything better There's that too. than when you fucking... Have you ever... When's the last time you listened to the radio? For a decent Actually, amount of time. recently. Not a decent amount of time, but sometimes... It's I'll been a long time. For How's me. that feeling go when you get your fucking... Like a rand, like a, one of your favorite songs pops up on the radio out of nowhere? Yeah. Electric. How, oh, dude. Yeah. Electric like, factory, on, bro. Volume up. If Lips of an Angel comes on the radio, <laughs> I'm gonna yell yeah. for, for three minutes and however many seconds it is. Dog, for me I mean, lately, come on, dog. for me lately, you guys might laugh at this, but it's been Mariah Carey. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You pussy. Oh, yeah. Dude, she's got a fucking voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got some pipes on her. Sheesh. For sure. For sure. I don't know, man. So, so we could take this back to the good, you know, because we have this innate sense, you know, like for you, you have a sense that country music is good. You know, I do, it's, which it's is funny to, because I've actually read a personal development book called "It Takes What It Takes," where the mentor in that book advises against not listening to country music. Advises against not listening or, to country uh, music. Advises against Listen, listening, listening to, to it, country yeah. music. Okay, interesting. Like, what is their argument? Basically, that it preaches a more simple way of life than, like, I guess people that are reading that book would want. But, like, I think that you can want more, but still appreciate and be, like, so grateful and strive to be good at the simple things in life. Because, like, appreciating and being grateful and embracing the simple things in life have helped me out mentally so much. Like I don't even like, that's one of like the biggest things. Like if I had to like tell somebody like, like, Hey, like this is what you should do. Like if, if I had to give somebody advice, if they were in a bad spot, like one of the biggest things that has helped me is 
is just accepting that enjoying the simple things in life is okay. And it doesn't have, you don't have to be extraordinary in everything that you do. You know, like I feel like our culture gets away from that a little bit right now. Oh, social media. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Bump that up man. to a billion. Yeah. I mean, you used to compare They're, yourself to your classmates or people that you were always around. Whereas now some fucker across the globe's on a yacht with like 40 bad bitches. And you're like, why am I not on this yacht? Yeah, with 40 and bad you see, bitches? I feel like that's like how the culture is changing too, is I feel like so many people are getting away from the simple way of life. Like so many people are getting away from traditional things, such as like finding a, a life partner and having children. And you know what I mean? And, or they just think that, that they can do that later when they're like 30 or, or 40 and it's like which or like i understand yeah that's what i'm saying it's not yeah. it's not good it's yeah. like it's that or it's, you know, it's, or too it's simple. a bad thing i'm yeah. putting i'm putting you know i'm clipping my own wings that's how some people view it yeah i'm sure it's like i'm sure there's a certain well, you know or seg- we're overpopulating the earth and people are cancer on the planet well that's more just babies. not true but well it's one of the things that circulated in our in our in our culture right now. All those people are dumb. Personally. Sorry. I, I disagree with that entirely. Yeah, so do I entirely. I, think I it's actually also disagree with that. But, completely but, wrong. Uh, and it's also terrible. It's actually part of what you would say is the devil's doing. See, Marcus actually talked, has, we've talked about that too. He's like, it's like, dude, that's what I don't understand is like all these like very, very wealthy and, and like well-off people and educated have been preaching and pushing overpopulation for decades he's like dude like we are not overpopulated there's enough food for everybody on the planet there's, actually there's more than enough more food. than enough bro. a lot of it and, goes and to there's waste. more than enough farmland for everybody resources dude i read the a statistic one time that if we all lived at the density of new york city which personally don't get me wrong i would not want to do i would kill myself, yeah, if, <laughs> would kill myself. if we did that I'm pretty I don't know if it was I think it might have just been the United States but the entire United States could fit in the state of Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Like like it's probably You true. know what Texas I mean? So massive, like like if that's, that's probably, the case that's probably true. we're not overpopulated even no. a little bit. Bro. Well, earth, look at look at all the pastures that we have here. The earth is like, plentiful, man. Until every single one of those pastures is fields or houses or houses, we are not overpopulated, dog. Like I literally well, spend most of my weekdays in the middle of fields, in the middle of fucking nothing. And don't get me wrong, it's very peaceful and I very much enjoy it. But we're not overpopulated if I, if I can go out five days a week for eight hours a day and literally not talk to a single person. The the population growth has has grown at the same rate that that the rate at which our lives have become better has grown. Um, and some people don't think life has gotten better, but I mean, if you look back just 50 years ago when there was rabid racism in the United States and there was still a lot of people that are very hungry throughout the whole world and, and coming and off of world war two genocides, or, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. granted there are genocides happening currently as we speak. And there's slavery going on still, yeah, too, still. But, but in comparison, we're doing a lot better. And, and one of the reasons that is is because we have a lot more brains and there's a lot more people who can think about these kinds of things we to also make have, life better. 
Yeah. You know, uh, having more people is not a bad thing. I, I mean, agree. It, it just, I feel like, so like, I believe that the power is in the unity, but I also believe that groups make terrible decisions. So identifying with a group is a, is a doing of the devil. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I believe that there, there is power in unity. Yeah. And, and when I say that, I mean like, if there's a group of people that can come together for like the greater good, mm-hmm. like that is power. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, there's so much power in unity and like the more people that there are, the more perspective that we're going to have. I think a big thing that helps us today is just our like connectivity, like, like being able to reach out to somebody across instantly. the planet and get a message back instantly. instantly. You know what I mean? Like you could reach out to a scientist in China. Well, obviously I'm not going to reach out to a scientist in sorry, China, but racist, (laughs) but like, well, I just don't have a reason to reach out to a scientist. Okay. Period. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Should have said China, (laughs) but like, I I just said that because that's like directly across the planet, you know, but I mean, I could reach out and like get like feedback instantly. Yeah. Feedback or, or, perspective instantly from a Somebody, person that has like a completely different upbringing, a completely different surroundings and everything. environment. Yeah. Everything is different. And so like quite on like a completely unbiased opinion and also like a completely individual opinion and, or maybe even facts or like a theory or, you know what I mean? Like it allows us to all work together. And I dude, I've thought about this a lot of times and this is where I think the true power and unity could be. Could you imagine if for 20 or 30 minutes a day, the entire planet, 8 billion people, like sat down and, and I don't know what it would be, right? But like if we all, if 8 billion people, well, obviously like take out like infants or whatever. Yeah. But like if, if if everybody on the world sat down and, and tried to work on something together, like if we were trying to figure out like maybe like why we're here. Do you, you think know? that's possible? I don't know. Because Keith and I were have we were having this conversation on the way back and we were trying to figure out if that's even ever gonna be a possibility or but what if that it would even was take. like dude, could you imagine what eight billion people could do in thirty minutes at a day for even if we did that for one year, 365 days, 30 minutes a day, could you imagine the amount of ideas and different perspectives or just different things you would get from that many people? I honestly think if that ever happened, we would all float off of this planet into eternity. To be straight up honest, I think the human mind is more powerful than I than anyone knows. And if we could connect every single human mind together, we would transcend all of time and space. I don't think it's possible. But I, think I think that that's, that's a very high possibility. I think actually. that's what would happen. Yeah, like 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 almost like that's what we like almost like that's what we needed to figure out. Like like. How to connect? How to be yeah, like, like, yeah, 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 like, like, like that's why we're here. Like, we don't if need we can AI. connect yeah. everybody here, like, that's how we get to where we need to go. If everyone could just realize that's what it is, actually, always at all times, then we would have done that already. I just don't think that's ever going to happen. But the thing is, is we are one already. Is there? 
that's what hurts is like that's is like everybody's so individual now and and with social media there will net i don't think there will ever be a time that every single person will be on that but like it would be very interesting to see what could come of that you know because it's never been done and it's never even been yeah. tried i think something profound would happen if that was I actually a possibility so. i think so too for sure it's not, but though, I, I, mean, I i don't I, I mean just like we were talking about you know everybody's raised differently and like the environment you're in from the moment you're born like just just changes everything and I don't know. I think we're just a bunch of fucking territorial, like fucking ape beings that I don't enough I, mushrooms to become the, conscious. The, I mean, remember the last, what's the last time that this country truly was pretty much all on the same page? I have not been alive during that. I mean, it, it, seems, it seems maybe. to me like nine eleven. Yeah. But like you were saying, unity can also lead to bad shit. What did that unity from all of us? What were we all that now? Granted, we were fucking infants, but what, what was the country's gist? We're getting that shit back in blood. Yeah. Like, it was not anything profound. Like, hey, how about we all come together? It's, oh, we're killing these fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what it was. That's, That's what, why we went over yeah. there. It wasn't like we, this major event happened. A bunch of Americans died. It was the saddest thing ever. All of America came together, which is kind of almost beautiful in a way that we, like, remember what, like, did I ever show you fucking George W. throwing the first pitch of the Yankee game? Yeah. Oh, all the American flags, everyone. And he threw nuts. a perfect strike. Yeah. The most American shit ever. Right after 9-11. But then what was the outcome of that? Of of the unity of the entire country? We're the most divided we've ever been. Years that I've that I've ever experienced. We're the most divided ever. But what happened? Years after years that unity, wars. years and years of pointless war where we killed a bunch of people, a bunch of our people died. And, and we left a bunch of stuff over there for it was more point, war. And it was pointless. The unity was controlled. Yeah. Like, our unity was pointed in the wrong direction. Our, instead of our unity being used as like a, hey, like, instead of our unity being used in a way to be productive, we went back to our roots as, you know, nasty fucking people. Like, in society, we're not nasty fucking people, but if this whole fucking thing collapsed, we're all fucking... You know, we can we can get pretty fucking nasty as human beings. And our unity said, hey, these fucking people killed a bunch of our people. We're coming for you. It wasn't good. So, like, I, 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 I never thought of it that way. I'm glad you said, like, unity can also not be a great thing if it's used in the wrong way. Well, and that's definitely what it was. Well, that's that's because because life's a paradox. It's because because of pluralities. Poor how do the fuck you say that word? <laughs> polarities. 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 Thank you. Um, because because something that can be that terrible or something that can be that good, like unity, could be like if we unified all eight million or eight billion people one time, we could literally probably transcend space and time in a moment. If you if you unified all eight billion people at the same time. You could probably kill all eight billion people at the Instantly, same time. Yeah. It's it's got the exact same negative effect as it the does. The duality of it, yeah. Yes, a positive effect. That's the thing about it. If 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 we could all realize that 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 the evils in the world, that the bad doings in the world, that the devil's doing in the world is actually in you. It's you yourself that you need to fight. It's you yourself that's the evil one. 
you know, maybe we got a shot. It's not something that's outside of you. It's not, it's not another group. It's not another thing. It's you. You're the devil. You're the problem. But I do think the issue is, is like, granted, like given our situation, like we don't have to, we don't have to worry about where we're getting food or water or shelter. Right. There, I mean, how many billions of people wake up every morning hungry, don't know where they're going to get their food, water, or shelter. They don't have fucking time to think no, they don't. about any of this unity shit. They're right. like, my kid is starving right now. Like, I don't think that's ever a possibility. I'm starving right now. Yeah, I, I could be killed today. There there's might be a, a jaguar of, might jump out of the tree line. Yeah, there's millions of people being slaughtered by other humans yes. today. So I, I don't, I, 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 it's sad, but I don't think there's ever a possibility un, unless something like out of this planet happens. But even then, like, I don't even... Well, if we could distribute, well, you know, our our plentiness better, if we could if we could lift up other people out of these areas, then 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 these other people could have the time to think about these things. And, but I don't, and we can make one step further. We, there there are simple things that we can actually do to make that happen. Listen to Born Lomberg. Born Lomberg, before, yeah. dude, he has a list of things that we could do over the next five years that would change the trajectory of of our civilizations unfortunately that's not gonna happen and they're easy they're easy to do see that's what yeah people they're i mean whether they're devil whether they're devil influence we're caught up well other bullshit well there's a lot of shit we can't control there's a lot of people who control a lot of the fucking strings and we don't have any say of it at all yeah but that's exactly wrong that's exactly wrong Okay. Especially in, in in our society and in in a democracy, this is something that I'm I'm wanting to look into, and it's where I'm wanting to take the podcast next. Is just that idea alone actually takes your power away entirely? We are the ones in charge here, and we've actually abdicated our responsibility to be in charge to other people, and now they are in charge. In a democracy, in the culture that we have, in 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 the in the government that we have, we are in charge, and we've let that go. We've decided that they are in charge; that it's too corrupt to the point that we don't have the power anymore. And just thinking that takes our power away entirely. I want I want I want to look into voting. This is something that I want to look into next. I put it on that remarkable. I want to look into voting. I want to talk about how important it is to actually vote at your local levels. How important it is to to actually follow these types of things because. It is our responsibility, and we we have to do it now. Otherwise, we're fucked. We don't have any more time. I need to realize this really hard for myself, so I can I can make changes myself. But but even the thought that we we don't have the power to change change the trajectory of the world is taking your power away. It takes one person. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a quote that I've like really liked for a long time that. You guys, I mean, you guys have probably heard it, but like the people that are crazy enough to think that they can change the world's the world are typically the people that do it, right? And it's belief is just like so much more powerful than I think is than it's taught. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's. I mean, I mean, and that even goes back to the faith conversation that we were having earlier. Like, just the simple fact that I believe in something like has helped me so tremendously right and also like going back to kind of what you were saying of like people in power um just like 
being able to like spread our plentiness. Like, dude, something. I don't know if you follow Mr. Beast at all, which like yeah, I, I've I've watched some of his videos. Yeah, but like he recently uh, did a video of him building a hundred wells in Africa. And don't get me wrong. I know that there's probably thousands and thousands of towns and cities in Africa. That That's need still wells. a miraculous thing. See, I agree with that. And, and something that he said on that video was you would be surprised at like actually how little this costed. Like he, he didn't even have to spend that much money. And the thing is, is like that dude is so much less rich than so many people oh, like sure. are you fucking kidding I've listened me like to podcasts people that have 200 billion dollars you can't go give a fresh Nicole. water to every single place in other countries that don't have it mm-hmm. like I, I, give give people the basic fucking needs of survival water shelter and food bro like if you can give people those three things that gives the free like so much freedom to the human race. Yes. I think that's so cir- much freedom. And to their individual minds. Yes. I think that circles back to their religion though. I think a lot of those people who have the money to do it, their religion is not in, ben- in bettering the human race, it's I think in money. Yes, and accumulating <laughs> yeah. wealth. Yeah. Because it cuz it you know, at the end of the day like there is a feeling in all of us where we want to stockpile our shit. We don't want to let it go cuz we work to get it. Yeah. Not and and, and and I think that that's an issue for sure where there's definitely a, 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 I don't know how to say it. There's just this, this innate thing where, you know, once you get something that you worked for, you don't want to then disperse it out. And I think there's a lot of people who have the money to build the wells and, you know, help all of these people, but you don't know them. You can't put a face to them. They're just, people in Africa or Asia or whatever. You don't fucking know who they are, but I know I busted my ass to get my $1 billion. Of course, I'm going to spend it on a mega yacht and give my wife some fake tits. Like, of course, that's what I'm going to do. Why would I do? Why would I give my wealth away when I work so fucking hard to obtain it? Because that's your fucking religion. That's, that's what, that's the only, that's the only acorn that you've been chasing your entire life is to accrue wealth and hang on to it because you don't want to give it away because you know how it was when you didn't have it. And now your mind is structured that way. Yes. And now you're caught up in all of it and it's incredibly hard to get out of it. You know, there's some sympathy to be given to these people, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. You know, because we were dealt the best hand ever being just born here. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, like, I mean, like, seriously. Yeah, I mean, like if we were born like in Africa or, you know, certain parts of Asia or like just anywhere else, like personally, like no matter how shitty our politicians are, how shitty we look to the world, I think this is the best country that's ever been created. And I think like it does not. I mean, like this is the best country that's ever been created in mankind's history. And I think this is like it's so beautiful the way that this country is. But it gets overshadowed by all the negative shit. But at the, at its core, I truly believe that this country is as great as it as, as it can get. And the fact that we struck the lottery and landed here, just our fucking sperm found an egg <laughs> in our mother. You know, well, not, it may it may even be as much as our soul. And and, you know, and the fact that and, we and part of the plan. And the fact I mean, that we hit the jackpot landing here, like it's it's interesting, man. And it, it makes me question, you know, be, because it is true. Um, if you take it back, I mean, we've kind of lost sight of of, of what America is supposed to be, um, but at its core, 
Um, it builds off of the Greeks, which the Greeks were a phenomenal people. And uh, we take a lot of our influence from them. And then it's also built off the Egyptians, which I know all of you guys know a little about about the Egyptians. They're probably that's a the, whole nother podcast. Yeah, it's a whole nother thing. But we're <laughs> we're we're built off of them. We don't yeah. really see it that way, but we are. We're, we're really built off of the Greeks and the Egyptians. I mean, our democracy stems from them, and and we've I could kind talk of about that for so long. We've kind of fine tuned it, and uh, and so we really are in this really beautiful place. Granted, we've kind of lost our 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 core values and our understanding of what we're here for and what we what what we're supposed to be doing but but that speaks to me in a way that's like okay so the odds of us being here we we kind of got dealt dealt one of the best hands but but still we're we're kind of you know just kind of letting that hand slide we're not really putting our chips all the way in we're not really bidding on them you know if we're using a poker analogy you know there's so much more that I could be doing with this you know there's so much more stuff I could take on you know, there there's a reason why we're here, and we could make the best of it. I mean, which is difficult. It's, it's hard, but but there's something deep about it, you know. And, and and a lot of us don't even realize that or think about it, and then it just passes us by, you know. And and I think it's worth thinking about that and talking about that kind of thing, and then reflecting on that and being like, oh man, like I. I have something crazy amazing here. What in the fuck am I going to do with it? You know? Yeah, the answer to that question is really difficult. Yeah, it's really difficult because then it's like, what do you do with it? What is the best way forward? What is the thing that I, I can do to make things better? I think that's a huge part of life for people that feel like a responsibility to better other people and just like the people around them, honestly. Mm-hmm. But can that responsibility figuring, eat you alive though? Yes. It can. It but, definitely can. But this is where the good, the belief in good comes in because I mean, that was my, one of my biggest issues and it's only been really kind of more profoundly, you know, backed up recently. It, it hasn't been solved, but backed up again with my conversation with Sarah um, about this belief in, in the good without that, then then no you don't have the strength to do it but if you have this 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 fundamental belief that things are good that existence is good that there is something good then with that you can do more than you think you can i agree with that and i think that just believing in the good is a huge part of just like trying to do what you want to do Mm-hmm. You know, like trying to do things like this podcast, for example. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't believe that things were happening for the good and that, it, the ex- no, no, that no, existence no. is good, then what would be the point of sitting here having conversations? Like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And and doing something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. You know? So like, I don't know. I, th- I think that that's a huge help. Like I think that just believing that, that existence is good is is important for our health and also just for whatever we yeah whatever we want to do like whatever it is that like is in people's minds that they want to go do like mm-hmm. you have to believe that things are happening for the good yeah because if you don't primary. then what's the point of going and doing those things exactly you know but if I you believe it's primary it's fundamental yeah it, but if you believe that the 
things are happening for the good, then why not go try it? Yeah. You know, yeah. if it doesn't work, if you hate it, yeah. so be it. It's At actually, least you tried. At it, least you can look back on it and be like, hey, I did this. Yeah. You right, know? Right. But most likely it's for the good. It's it's a way it can be, you know, more explained with you know, our biology set up that way. Our, our dopamine system, our serotonin system, the way our psychology works. We actually don't go after things that we don't think are good. You know, even, you know, like we can find ourselves in holes, you know, and take ourselves into, into dark places. But what, how you got there was you were chasing what you thought was good, you know, like drug addictions and stuff like that. You know, those people thought that high was good, you know, actually it wasn't upon reflection and now they're in a bad spot, but, but you do not move forward unless you think you're moving forward towards something that is good. Otherwise your body actually wouldn't function, you know? So it's actually primary. It's fundamental to have this belief that things are good. Otherwise you're not going to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's essential for progress for sure. Yeah, for sure. Do you think we have the luxury of thinking that way? Of course we do. Because yes. like, yeah, of course we do. We, uh, when you're surviving, you don't get to think like that. Th- that's what you don't I, get I to, think. You don't get to think abstractly. Like I think this. there's a lot of problems today of overthinking, at least from my point of view and my, my, my life experience where I have not faced many hardships in my life. Nope. Inevitably, I find them. Inevitably, I have to encounter them and find my way them. through them or over them, or I do make them. Yes. Because I don't have anything I'm supposed to, you know, to, to, uh, enca- like, I don't have that. What am I looking for? I just don't have that thing that I'm going against where we have the luxury here of thinking this way. The luxury of thinking this way. Yep. Like, I, like I said, we hit the jackpot being here where we don't have to worry about fucking the lights being on as long as you pay them, I guess. You don't have to worry about your water as long as you pay for it, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? There's easy ways to get what you need, which allows us to think this way. I think there's a vast majority of people, and I think in this country there's a good chunk of people where they don't have this luxury of thinking this way. They have these obstacles everywhere, and they can't see through them. And I think that's what, like... That's one another realization I've I've come to. Granted, driving to work every day, I think about a lot of shit. I think that's one thing for sure. Where, like, I have the luxury of thinking about all this bullshit, not bullshit, but mostly bullshit. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I, I have the luxury of doing this because I don't have to worry about where the fuck I'm finding my next meal. Yeah, or where my water is coming from. Hundred percent. I think there's a lot of fucking people, even in this country, that you wouldn't even think of. Like you'd think, oh, this is fucking America. Like, of course, everybody has water and electricity and everything. That's a huge reason why I want to travel more and go see. Like, I like to be honest, I would love to go see a third world country. And and like, this might be a little bit selfish, but like, I would like to like experience their culture and also like take what I can from that to be grateful for what we do have. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it's hard to look at the other side until you truly see it. You know, it's it's one thing to see it on the TV or on a screen or on an ad somewhere. Try to like, act like you understand it. Yeah. That's not it, selfish. It's a completely different thing. And that wouldn't be selfish to if you be used there. it in a good way. Well, it can be seen as selfish. Yeah. I don't think so. If you, well, if you, if I appreciate if, that. If you're going there to experience this other way of life and, and broadening your horizons and using it for a good thing, 
I don't see how that could ever be construed right. as something negative. That's a good point. That's actually using your privilege for good. Now, if you just went there and said, you fucking poor sons of bitches, <laughs> you know, like loser, <laughs> like, of course. But like, if you fucking go to Africa and you're like, I never thought of it this way, because how could I? Yeah, that's given, justifying your privilege. Given my, given my entire being, I've never thought of where I'm sleeping, of whether or not it's safe. Of how far I I've need never to go thought, to get water. I've never thought of a jaguar yanking me in the middle of the night <laughs> from my family. I've never thought of that. Or like even simple things like bugs, bro. Like Food, water, malaria bugs killing you. is a huge yes. deal over there. I think, I think, uh, sure. I, th- I think solved. Dude, yes. I think the resources to solve. I know, dog. I think I think for sure somebody with a negative mindset could for sure think like you're an asshole for being like, look at you, you fucking son of a bitch. Like because I'm getting something personal out of it. Yeah. But it's not like you're just like going, I have it so good. I knew I did, but now I know for a fact I have it so good. Now, I do think that's where, like, mission trips come in, so it's mutually beneficial instead of one-sided benefiting from it and realizing their own privilege just by going over there. I think that you need to give something back as well for sure if you're going to be doing it for that purpose. You know what I mean? I think that I, is a powerful thing for 100% sure. 100% yeah. agree. And, like, like, a kind of trip that I had in mind was, so I never went on one of these, but, like, like the trips that – the company that I used to work for Aptive did and also uh Southwestern who I have a lot of friends that work for them. They like every time they do like their excursion trip um, for people that like sold or like hit a certain number um, they would always go do like some kind of mission project. Like they would like, like not build a whole school, but like maybe build a library or or just mm-hmm. like do something of mm-hmm. significance like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like give resources to them. Like that's like more so like the experience that I had in mind um, was like something to go help. But also like after that, like I don't want the whole experience to be me like For going you there. That you should be grateful. Well, that and I don't want the whole experience to be like, hey, like, let me go help. Look these at how people. good. Look at how great I am. Yeah. You're welcome. Like, yeah. Like, no, it's not that at all. No. Like, no. I, I like, want trade-off. to go over there and, like, understand those people. Like, That's the you know trade-off. what I mean? Like, and it's not like a outside of them being thankful for us doing something for them, outside of me, like, just trying to see how they live, I, like, just truly want to experience what they go through day to day how they look at life and what they were taught. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I, I, I just, I would, I would love to like, like, I don't know, pick their brains a little bit and just like understand a little bit more like, and maybe, maybe they have a better mindset than I do. You know what I mean? They probably do. I was going to say, probably like, that's that's the widening of the perspective. You never know how much you could learn from an experience like that. And that's why I like preach travel so much. And it's something that like since high school, I have not done nearly enough of. And I've done a decent amount of it, I feel like, but like, I wonder if there's any resources we could look into to like, uh, to make something like that actually happen. So I have this app on my phone called world packers. It's a, it's a work exchange program. A lot of the times you're not getting paid to do work. Sometimes you are getting paid. You're getting paid though in 
housing, food, and the kind of work that you're doing is a vast variety. Like you could be going and working on somebody's farm. You could be going and babysitting their kids. You could be going over there and animals sitting while they're out of town. Like it's literally anything and everything that you could think of in return. You get to live either with them or at a place that they have and they provide, sometimes they provide you food. Sometimes they provide you transportation, but like it's a whole entire work exchange program where you get to go stay at this place for a certain amount of time and do your due diligence while also experiencing their day-to-day life. I actually have looked into like different things like that because that's something that like interests me very, very deeply because I love to travel and like going, like going back to like the whole Africa thing, like a big part of that is because like, I just like love to experience different things and, and like gain different expective perspectives from different people and different cultures, Mm -hmm. you know? And so because of that, I have looked into like very similar, like work exchange programs that are out there because I mean, I mean, dude, like I'm single, like, you know, like I don't have anything holding me down and granted I'm 24 and like, I would like to like eventually find a wife and kids, but like, also, I just think it's so crucial for everybody, not just like people who like to travel, but like to go experience stuff like that, because those are things that will like never be taken away from me. Mm-hmm. are things that I've experienced. Granted, like, are some of the memories blurry of trips that I took 10 years ago? Sure. But do I still remember, like, the gist of, like, every single trip that I've ever taken? A hundred fucking percent. More yeah. than anything, probably, than in my life. Yeah. In your average day-to-day, for yeah. sure. Yeah, of course. Like, I, I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, like, I've been to that state. I've been here, 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 and here, and this is everything that we did. You know, and I would like to keep gaining experiences like that because in high school I did like a two week trip every year. But I mean, since then, it just seems like life's gotten too busy. But I've looked into stuff like that because I have a friend, her name is Allie, and like she's honestly such an inspiration. And if you guys like met her in like in college, like where I met her, like, um, like, I don't know if you would like exactly like picture her as this person that would do this, but I mean, she was a senior when I was a sophomore. So she graduated when I was going into my junior year. And since then she's probably lived in at least 20 countries, probably closer to 30 or 40. And like has just been traveling the world, doing things like that, like doing work exchange programs, living in like so many different countries, just gaining experience. And it it's so beautiful because like I know her like very, very well. And I know that that's just like who she is. And she just loves to do stuff like that and loves to gain experience and meet new people. And Now, the underside of doing something like that is that you're not going to see the more underprivileged side of things. They don't offer the exchange part of it. But it's still a great experience to go experience other cultures for sure. Like for going and experiencing a super underprivileged 
country or city or wherever you're going, you're going to have to do some kind of like mission trip work. That's what I was thinking of wanting to look into something like that. I think that would be more up my alleys looking into going to, you know, construct wells and stuff like that at some point, you know, and spending a couple months or two, you know, really doing some hard labor work in, in countries like that. I, I would like, I would, I wonder if there's a resource like that. And I, I would imagine my first, my first side goes to the church, you know, I bet you there's churches maybe around here that, you know, help people sure do that. that. I would yeah. wager yeah. a lot of money yeah. on that. Yeah. I, I would like to look into that at some point. I'm sure you know, that's make a Make that part of, our part of our volunteering branch. If you find anything out about that, let me know, because yeah. I've been looking into stuff like that very deeply. Be because like I said, dude, I just think it's so important. Like, and, you know, and like I said. Packers, it's a super, super reliable I will. I'm. That's the thing, though, is is I've gotten on those a couple times, and it always makes me so nervous. Because yeah, because it's instability. I, my biggest thing is like I've never even lived by myself. You know, go into a whole other like country going by to another country and living Kayden, completely you would do by fine. myself. You would, would just you're be not going to be completely by yourself though. You're going to be with this host family. Yeah, I, so something like that would be good for you when you don't want to go completely by yourself. You're going to be with this host family who needs the work that you're going to do, and also, I'm sure there's plenty of reviews on them. You can look at who else has gone there, how trustworthy it is. Like this app is super super reliable not sketchy from what I've seen so far. I definitely will have to look into that. Um, and I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't say by myself. It's more so like without anybody I know, Yeah. you know, like without like having a buddy to confer with, be like, yo, like what are your thoughts on these people we just met? You know, see, so I think I, you grow the most that way though. I, that I agree be, with you. Cause, 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 see, that's why I've been contemplating from, it so for, much is cause I know how much I would gain. Well, I, I actually don't think I know how much I would gain, from, from my but I know it would be a lot from my experience, dude. Like if you have somebody that, you know, or like you have like any connection to something that's not just that, I don't think you go all in as you would, if you were just not. there by yourself like if you if you went into some foreign country you know nobody and nobody knows you like I think you would just die fucking head first and you'd be like fuck you it. have to yeah it, you, you have literally to. have to you don't really have a choice well because because like think about it this way like let's just say I mean wait, I guess what? you could sit inside all day but that like what why let's would just you go to you, another country if let's just say do you change schools and you knew nobody what are you gonna do you're just gonna sit in class and talk to nobody. No, you're going to try to make friends for sure. It, I mean, it's kind of going back scale. to like what we're, yeah. we, what we talked about earlier, like jumping into a bigger pond, you know, and this time maybe it's not even a bigger pond, but just a different pond, mm -hmm. I, you know, of, and maybe in this pond, there's a completely different ecosystem. Yeah. I don't think you'd have a hard time with that at all. I don't all. think so, I don't think so I, I, whatsoever. I wonder that if what's holding you back is, you know, your value. It might be fear. I think that's, oh, for yes, sure. that's the main thing, but your, probably. Your fear of... Instability. Okay, yeah, so instability. You you say you want to have a, a wife and kids, you know, and yeah. when you want to have a wife and kids, you'd like to provide them with a stable house. And to do that in this world right now, in our society, you kind of have to, you know, be working and building a stable place. You know, so it's hard to go and do those kinds of things while also building a career and a stable in a stable place for something like that. You know, and that's scary giving that up. You know, that that would be my issue with it. So, so I wonder if it's similar with you'd you. be sacrificing your values a bit, yeah, in order to 
almost feed your what you what your other values are. Yeah, I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah, like you're giving up a couple values to gain more on other values. Yes. Right, but but I don't know if that it, that's necessary. Like like I feel like it would be possible for me to continue like my career growth that I'm doing and do like a mission trip with the church for a month or two. You know what I mean? And See, only take a month or two off instead of doing this this traveling where you're jumping constantly around going place everywhere. to place, looking for work, living on different people's See, I, I don't think I would want to do that, but like both. I would like to do something where I could like truly experience a yeah. few places, you, you know, know, like, like, a mission like trip. maybe like a month or two, maybe I three. Think that's what, that's what I'm for. looking for too. But like a month or two trip, you know, provided by, by a church where I could tell my company, you know, hey, I'm going to be gone for a month or two. This is what I'm doing. Um, but I'll be back, you know, so I can maintain my stability that I've already built and structured, you know, towards my value and my goals of having a, a wife and kids, you know, but also fulfilling that need. I would say you know? another, I think um, like another thing that holds me back right now currently is just like, I'm so, like, I'm in like $30,000 of debt, you know, of yeah. student loans and, yeah. and, like whatever else I have, cars, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I paid my car off. Not a boy. But yeah. I have like $30,000 in student debt. And like I have other things that I pay for too. You know, you got insurance and cell phones and car insurance and, and whatever. But like uh, I guess a big worry of mine right now would be like, do I have enough money put away? Are you even stable to, enough? To, stable enough to, to, be to be able to make the decision to go do that. Because yeah. that's the thing is like my friend Allie, like I don't like, I've never seen her work a job where she makes like that much money. Like I've seen her bartend and, and do like jobs where you can make like pretty decent money. You know pretty what I mean? Quick. But like, like nothing like like i know she probably didn't have like like 20 or 30 bands in the bank account but she's making it work and just like and it's like i keep in contact with her as much as i can and it's not a ton you know like i hit her up every once in a while and just like hey like how you doing um like i i see you're here now like i hope you're doing super well like Mm. but it like she's just like making it happen because that's what she wants to do. Yeah. You know, like that's just like solely truly to her core mm-hmm. who she is and what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not so true right now. I'm trying to figure that out for myself because sure. like, I feel like I want, like, because the thing is, is I want to go do that, but I also want to have a wife and kids. And I just like, for whatever reason, like those two ideas conflict so much because I think I'm I'm almost scared that I'm gonna like that so much that like I'm going to just be like fuck it, dude. Like I'm like I'm gonna go travel for a few years. Yeah. And like that's a really scary thought, man. Mm-hmm. Like being out of the country for a few years, like anything could happen, you know, like but also I could come back and everything could be the exact same. Most likely will be. But I mean, you know, and you'll be, and you'd be changed, but yeah. But, but you, I mean, the thing have. is, is it most likely would be, but like I, you all there's, I guess there's always these thoughts though. Right, but, but like the scary thing for me would be, you know, those few years given to that uh, over like uh, building a structure 
for the wife and kids. Yeah. 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 And you see, that's kind of where I'm torn with that is because like right now I'm like trying to build myself financially and spiritually and, and all of these things, which like, which I think that like mentally and spiritually, I think that traveling would do the best for those things. Of course. But financially, like, like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not going to have children or ask a girl to marry me until like I am stable. You know what I mean? Until I am like comfortable with my own financials. I am not trying to pay for anybody else or, or, or raise another human being without the correct funds to do that, you know? And that takes time too. So like, it, it's just like this push pull type of thing where I don't know. I wonder what the, the best thing to do right now yeah, is. I, I think what I need to do though is, is, is just work bro for, for a little bit, just keep my head down and grind. And I think going sober for 2024 is going to be Clarifying. a huge, huge, huge help to my financial situation. Oh yeah. Because not only that, like, not only will it help me, like, not spend money on drinks, but it'll be the Ubers to go out, the food, smoking for sure. Nicotine is huge. I spend uh, way too much damn money on nicotine. And, you know, like, like once those three things are gone, also something that's gone is, like, the constant thought of okay, like, when am I going to hit this? Or, or like, okay, we're going out tonight. I should probably, like, work out this morning. I'll pick out an outfit, and then I'll get ready. And then maybe, like, I'll do my hair, and then we'll start pre-gaming, and then we'll be ready to go out. We'll get an Uber, and then we'll go out, have some drinks, probably go get some food, then we'll get an Uber home. You know what I mean? Like, the whole, I now dedicated my whole Saturday yeah. To going out, like yeah. everything that I did that whole day. Yeah, maybe even some is, of the day before. Yeah, oh, and and then the day after, day after too. For sure, yeah, is like I don't feel decent. half of yeah, your week go, to yeah. going out. Yeah, exactly. One time. Yeah, one time. One night. There's half your week. Three and, days. And that's what sucks is like, man, like I love I love socializing and shit, yeah. and it just seems like nobody else socializes in a way like that at our age in any other way, which is annoying. But I also think that that might be like kind of circumstantial. I feel like in like Arizona, when I was down there, I think that people went and did a lot of different things other than just going to the bars because there was a lot of different things to go do. Sure. But like around here, it's like, okay, do you guys want to go to this bar or do you guys want to go to this bar or this bar? Because that's like all there is to do. You know, but I think that'll help. I think so too. And my financial help. situation a yeah, ton because it'll help give me days back and yeah. and time back so. and clarify your mind. Yeah, which will be huge for thinking about financial moves. Yeah, um, but I, I don't think that it's impossible. I didn't really think about mission tr- mission trips, but I wonder if we looked into missionary trips. You know, I would you know, be how much really it, how much, really down to look at those with you guys yeah, if you guys are serious it, about that. Yeah, church would you know, fund those trips. I would personally be extremely serious about that. Traveling is something that I am very, very passionate about. And I, I just lost the word. I expect myself to be doing for the rest of my life when 
I can financially and just timely whenever I can. Yeah. That's something I would love to be doing. I would love to travel with you guys. That would be like so all of dope. You guys. I wonder, I wonder, you know, with missionary trips, like how much of that is funded, you know, especially if you're going down there to actually do work. I would think a good majority. I would assume the me, project is funded by it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a busy bee, you know, like I would rather be doing work than actually just, you know, sitting on the beach. You yeah. Know, I don't want to. Oh, if you're traveling. going on a mission trip, you're not sitting on the beach fuck anywhere. No. That's what I would like <laughs> yeah, so to you're do. Going I've, or, I've never really thought about that. I want to look into that. Even outside of that, if we decided to go somewhere, like something that I think that was instilled in me when I was in high school going on all those trips that I have like not been able to like on an instill in my head is for those two week trips, we would have an itinerary for like every single day. Mm-hmm. And like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, hey, like this is what we're doing no matter what. There was 40 of us on these trips, right? So there was options. Like it'd be like, hey, like right here, there's time to kind of do whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's going to be a group going here, a group going here, a group going here. Like Mm -hmm. pick what you want to do. But I think that just like traveling with an itinerary and having things to go do is super important. It gives you something to wake up for every day. It gives you something to be excited for every day. And also like you're experiencing as much as you possibly can. And you end up learning a lot more about the place that you're at when you schedule all these things instead of like dilly dallying around like, what should we do today? And then end up wasting an hour trying to figure out what to do or where to go instead of having it already planned. Yeah, I agree with that. And also a big thing too is something that like me and my friends would do like when we'd go like on trips in college is like we would go on these trips and we would just get fucked up the whole time, like the whole time. And so then not only were we doing something that we literally could have done at home, but we also were wasting our opportunities to go explore wherever we were, understand where we were like meet new people yeah. experience new things yeah, that's not like, traveling yeah you know yeah. what i mean like it it, it was it was just spending worth different location yeah spending way more money to do the same exact things mm-hmm. it's stupid yeah. but was it was it a good time for sure it was yeah. a great now time we do need to get grandpa tom to take us on another one of those europe trips because he had that shit planned out to a t i bet oh he for sure did we had every single day planned we went to like nine different fucking countries yeah. and just learned about shit the whole entire time that sounds incredible if you guys are trying to do something like that i also have a buddy that backpacked europe and I also have a buddy that goes to Italy every year because uh, his family's from over there. So he he's told actually that one I'll probably go with him to Italy because he told me that he could get us a two week itinerary with like no breaks, like oh, just yeah. doing shit the whole time. Yeah, shout out Milo. <laughs> his actual name is Michelangelo, which is kind of sick. That is kind of dope. That is fucking dope. So my dad just started doing that shit. What shit? Just traveling. Yeah, that's like, sick. Because cause my entire childhood, like, I got pissed. my entire childhood, that motherfucker was just grinding for me. Like, he would, you know, be gone for weeks at a time. Like, the only thing he was focused on was making sure me and my brother were good. Like, until I was 18. Like, that's all he cared about. And then now that, you know, me and my brother are good, like, we're, you know, we're okay enough, I think. Yeah. And so it's like, he, he he has this buddy who, like, he 
travels with his family all the time so he just goes kind of tag along sure and so they they went to fucking italy they went to spain they went to all these different countries he's I like i want to go to europe so bad bro it's he, so dope over bro, there my dad goes when my i want to go back so bad my dad goes when my dog dies and when my grandma his mom dies he goes i'm moving to italy and i'm never coming back <laughs> and i go what the fuck he goes i raised you long enough you'll be fine <laughs> It is, it is Respect absolutely though, for real. beautiful, absolutely beautiful, like nothing nothing you see here. There's just so many different things over there that well, I want to go see. Well, our architecture so many, sucks. And there's so many different yes. cultures within such a small radius. Radius. Whereas like here, it's like kind of all the same shitty McDonald's and sure, fucking like square you get, buildings. You get different cultures like a little a bit, little a bit, little bit from no. each region but it gets in Europe, there's so many countries so close together and they all have such different cultures. Like even, even different cities in Italy have such different cultures from each other, even different cities in Spain. Like I've been to Madrid and Barcelona, which are both in Spain, completely fucking different. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Like even, okay. So I've actually been to Africa. I've been to two, I've been to one of the continents in Africa. I've been to Morocco and I've been to two cities inside of Morocco completely different like fez was closer to a third world country like there were it was dirty it was an extreme learning experience on my part and then we went to casablanca which is like huge temples everywhere absolutely gorgeous but it was so vastly different from a city a few hours away it was insane to me absolutely insane I'm sorry, I don't mean to switch the topic by any Let's means, go. but Let's go. Uh, uh, my my old house chat that we used to call the White House, mm-hmm. it was a massive like 100-year-old house that we just threw parties in all of the time. Me and five other dudes lived there, uh, but our house chat name was uh, Casablanca. My grandpa <laughs> with wanted, a picture of the White House. So my grandpa wanted to go the there White because House. of the movie Casablanca, and he wanted to see where the movie was made. So we went to Casablanca, and it was, it was, it was cool. It was an experience for sure. I got to see a factory where leather is made, which was super fucking dope. Never knew that kind of process. It was really cool, actually. It was just a very cool experience, all in all. Not about it. Sounds really dope. When uh, I was walking away to pee, I was hearing you talking about your dad and he's traveling now and how he didn't get to do that traveling because he was busy raising you. For me, that rings, um, that relates to a lot of how I feel. To me, that that feels very fulfilling, you know. And so, so, you know, this whole like traveling to like experience things while you're young, you know, also sounds like wonderful and great and all that but for some reason it's it's uh frank's freaking out upstairs right now. <laughs> for, for some reason like well so it, it kind of makes sense i mean having kids and raising kids has a time constraint on it whereas like traveling you know everyone's like travel while you're young and that puts a little bit of a time constraint on it but you can travel when you're older you know and there's, I mean, science out there. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I've gotten this from Peterson too, where, you know, novel experience actually turns on more of who you are. It actually changes your DNA, you know? So like there, there's some science behind why you should do some traveling before you have kids. But, but if like having kids 
feels like it's a deep thing that you want to do, but so does traveling. It's like, why don't you have kids? Because there's actually a biological time constraint on that first and then do your traveling later, you know, because there's not an actual time constraint on that. Sure. You should do your best at getting as many, you know, great experiences about the world before you have your kids. So that way you can instill, you know, these things that you learned in your kids, but, but there's, there's a little bit of like, you know, an issue with our culture. I think that, that, um, people struggle with that influence them to do all of this traveling nowadays, you know, and sacrifice having their kids, you know, and I'm not so sure how good that is. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, and I never understood this when I was younger, obviously, why would I, um, so, like, my dad, for example, he didn't have... Like, his dad was a scumbag. I've never met the guy, but he would he was just a scumbag. So, my dad had zero tools of how to be a good father, of how to be an actual leader of a family, a role model, a role model to younger people. Like, he, had to, he was going in fucking blind. And every time he talks about me or my brother, it is something where I see in his eye where he is so proud. You're the greatest thing that's ever happened. That's He says that every time. I He says, he doesn't just say, like, I love you, like, Austin. He says, I love you, my son. Yeah. Whenever he says anything to my son, mm-hmm. like, I, like, every, he said, like, every time he talks about me and my brother, like, it is it, quite simply, like, all throughout all the bullshit, Throughout, like, you know, getting divorced my mom. Yeah, all the hard stuff. All of it. Yeah. No matter what, he view like, he, like, th- being a father for him is so obvious when you look at him. And when he talks about me and my brother, like, when he just is him, like, you can tell that, like, th- it, that, like, being a father for him is, like, just the most fulfilling thing ever no matter what happens take everything fucking away take everything else away being a fucking father to me and my brother is for him quite simply the most profound and important thing in his life bar none and that's not me being like oh i'm, I, I'm the kid i'm, I'm, the I'm that ever. shit boy yeah, yeah. no i'm not saying that yeah. you can but, just tell but like that motherfucker wants to go watch me play baseball in a men's league dude yeah, a bunch of old fucks running around tearing our fucking hamstrings because we're all old and fat, dude. And he still every time is like, "Where is it? I want to see it," because he watches his son fucking play baseball, and he's like, "God, damn, I was never able to do that." I mean, there's videos on his face on on Facebook that I look at all the time, and I damn near cry because he just his voice. He's just so fucking proud. Just a fucking having a goddamn little human, I think, become something that he helped raise, and he's just so proud of it. It's the most proud thing he's ever made. And again, that's not me touting that I'm some shit because I'm really not. Right. But he's just so proud of being a father mm-hmm. and like raising something that's more important than himself. Yes. That's we come back to the faith thing. Yeah. <laughs> something more important than yourself. What's his faith now? Being Kids. a father. Yeah. But Kids. now. It's to a point where now we're not just kids; we're grown adults. Yeah, we are people. Else he can go do. We're we're people. So now he's had this whole mental switch where now he's had this fucking 
time where, well, now what am I? Because I am a father still, but I'm not dad anymore. Still is. But I'm not relying on him anymore. But in a different way. Now you guys are grown adults that get to share your own life experiences with him instead of him teaching you life lessons. Yes, he's still there to teach you life lessons, but you're also there to teach him new life lessons because you're living life at a different time than he is. Abso-fucking-lutely. That was a really good way to put that. And so now he is in this whole new phase of life where he had kids, has to raise kids. Hopefully he doesn't fuck it up. Because he has no fucking rule book of how the fuck to do this shit. And he's so fucking proud throughout the whole thing. And then now, I'm 24 fucking years old. It's like, I'm no fucking 10-year-old anymore. And now... You were, you're very right that you guys are acquaintances now. More than, like, not... Not, not yes. Not, not in the way that, like, you're only acquainted with each other, but... We're more equal. Way, it, yes, exactly. We're you more are, equal than we ever were before. Yeah. yeah. Because I was looking for guidance. I was looking for information. I was looking for all this shit. Whereas now I'm like, I know a decent amount. You obviously have 30 plus years on me in terms of experience. But and he's it's like, always going to be somebody that you go to oh, for I love life that motherfucker. advice. I love that That's motherfucker. never going to change. But it's a, di- it's a different kind of relationship once you're an adult. But now for raising him. Raising an adult. But now for him, he's not grinding to make sure I'm okay. Right. He's already done that work. Now that that, that, that road has already been... You know, dug up, pour the 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 rebar has been put down, and the concrete's been poured over top. I'm good. I've been given the tools in my tool belt to figure that shit out. So now he's free to do whatever the fuck he wants now to do. He's gonna go travel. So now he he wants to go fucking do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. And every time he comes back, good he for is, him. Man. Every How time, does that every time he comes back, dude, he's fucking just glowing. He's like, oh, fucking, I tried the pasta and the fucking wine and the fucking this and the that. And he's like, I never fucking was able to do this before. Yeah. So now his whole new, not his whole life purpose is traveling, but now he's found a whole new thing to do to sink his time into instead of just making sure I'm good. That's and there's awesome. something profound about that, I think. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, yep. It's doing what you... Kids are such a responsibility. Like, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word it. Kids are such a responsibility. It's not what you have to do because kids are something that you choose to have. A, not always, but most of the time you get married and you, you choose to get married and you choose to have kids. So then you have to... Deal with that shit for 18 years. Deal with that years. shit for that long. And then once you're done raising them the way that you're still you the parent an adult, you're still on a you're still a parent always but now you get to go have your own experiences again and share those with your grown kids and they're gonna think that's cool as fuck and then they're gonna strive to be like you one day and that feels just as fucking good as raising them right absolutely but i think that speaks to my idea of you know traveling after you're having your kids i think there's multiple ways to go about everything yeah i think absolutely. traveling with kids and also after kids is a good way to do it. Right. I think there's definitely a benefit to showing your children the world and multiple different, like, like we're saying this whole fucking time where we're just looking for a different perspective. I think it's very important, especially in the younger years where you're so much more malleable. Mm-hmm. Like you see all these different perspectives and you're so, you're just able to absorb everything. I mean, when you're a child, you're a fucking sponge. I was very fortunate in my life to have traveled to a lot of different countries before I was even 18 years old. And if I didn't do that, I don't think I would have the same drive to want to keep traveling as I, as I do. I, 
I want to make it a necessity in my life instead of just, oh, something that I want to do. I think for me, traveling and seeing new places is a necessity. I don't think that it would be the same if I didn't do all that traveling at my younger ages. Genuinely. Why is that a necessity for you? It just feels like it. I don't think it actually is a necessity. But is there, what's the feeling that you get that makes it a necessity? Not, well, not a necessity, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What, what, what did you gain from this traveling that makes you feel the way you do about traveling now? I gained a lot of new perspectives, got to see a lot of different places and people that live very differently than I do. Got to see a lot of beauty that you didn't even know what was that was there. You get to see pictures and stuff online, obviously, but doesn't a do lot, it. Yeah. no, it doesn't do it justice whatsoever. I just think it's really cool to see how other places work. Like even just driving around in a car in a different country, you get to see how their traffic works. You get to drive, they drive on the other side of the car instead of on, on the left side. Like even just that, like it's the littlest things that are different about their everyday lives that I just think is so cool. What would you say is the most profound thing you gained from that? Do you think there's a deeper meaning that you've found? I granted, I mean, I'm not trying to fucking pull something out of nothing here, but do you think that there's something? What do you think that thing is that shaped you into the person you are now that you gained from traveling where you want to continue doing it? So that way you can continue to build off of that. If that makes I sense. Think I think a random, large but. part of it is the feeling of gratitude that I have towards the people that brought me to these places is a giant one because it wasn't just my family that brought me to these places. I had friends that brought me along on trips. I had my mom take me on many trips. I had my grandpa take me to a bunch of different countries in Europe. So like it gave me an immense feeling of appreciation for the life that I was able to live. Not everybody gets to do that whatsoever. Yeah. And I did. And I think that's absolutely cool as fuck. And I don't take it for granted for one single second ever. So like taking your kids to, to places like this when they're old enough to be able to appreciate it, I think is super important. So you think you learned an immense amount of gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's important. I'd reckon. What is it about it that struck your soul? That's a kind of, yeah. Do you think you I were- just like seeing new things, new to me things. These things are obviously not new, but I like seeing everything. I like seeing everything. And I'm a big food person. I like trying the different kinds of food everywhere. Mm-hmm. 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 Me and know. Moyer have talked about going on, like. Just going and eating food from bunch of different countries well like literally taking either a road trip or just like some kind of trip to like actually it was a road trip that we like talked about but a road trip to go just literally try like a bunch of different food like like food genuinely does feed my soul trying all these new kinds of foods that i see on screens all the time that's fucking amazing to me. I <laughs> love that kind of stuff. Fire. <laughs> you look at all these videos online, you're like, oh, I want to try that. And then you actually go get to try it, and it's just as good as you fucking thought it was. That sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Pause. 
Because I never did much traveling in my day. Mm-hmm. Furthest I've ever went is Alaska, but I was like 10. Yeah. So I never really understood the gravitas of this whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still think of it, though. It definitely was a thing where it's like, granted, it was a cruise out there. It wasn't like we were fucking doing anything. I want to go on a cruise to Alaska you gotta so go. bad. You have to go. When Me I was, and my dad have always talked about going to Alaska for a big fishing trip, and I want to do it dude. So. Can we all I, go deep sea fishing, please? I know I told you about I the I want to go deep sea fishing so freaking bad. Okay. I want to be I out in the I, middle of the ocean catching a tuna that weighs more than I do. That sounds fantastic. I know to I me. told Keith about this when I was in Alaska fishing. I remember I told you about oh, this. Oh, I know about it, yeah. So we, we got on this fucking boat, right? I was 10, and it was pissing rain in Juneau, Alaska. And we were just looking down. And there's a little jellyfish fucking going around. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so anyways, we, we were going to this uh, uh, excursion. And we load in this boat. The most grisly, dirty boat captain you've ever fucking seen. Like, looks like one eye, can't see out of it. Just fucking like Popeye looking motherfucker. And he has a dog, Frank size, on the boat. Nice. <laughs> and so then every time he floors it, that dog, the dog runs, goes flying. No, the dog goes to the front of the boat and lays down in his own little cubby to where he doesn't fly Go around because right. he knows the right. dog knows. And so it was pissing rain, and I guess orca whales had just came through. So all the fish said "fuck this place" and left. Yeah. So we weren't catching shit. There was it was like me and my family, and then like a dude who looked like Jason Aldean, and then some like you know lot lizard. To be fair. <laughs> 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 and so. And so we're, you know, we're not catching shit. It's cold as fuck. It's raining. So it's just wet and cold and we're all pissed off. And this motherfucker goes, all right, we're not catching shit. You guys want to see some cool shit? And I'm like, yeah. Duh. So then he flies. So flies. He he drives his boat alongside this fucking just expansive tree line. Just these giant fucking, uh, these giant fucking trees. And I was just, granted, I was 10, so I don't know how big these fuckers were. They looked like goddamn redwoods. I mean, they were like massive and he whistled once Mm -hmm. just like you know just i shit you not about fucking 50 bald eagles that's so dope pivoted around the tree because he'd been there so many times Uh and they just knew his whistle and he pivoted around the tree like the j like the the jakes or whatever the small like the baby ones they came around like all of them came around the tree at once and i'm just like what the fuck and he whistles and he pulls out this can a fish. Uh-huh. He takes the can off. He whistles again, and they send a Jake in, like a baby. Yeah, the baby comes fucking, you know, barely makes it to the boat, and he flips it up in the air, and that fucker like, you know, catches it and flies back. Mm-hmm. Whistles again. Mama bird comes in, throws it up. Bald eagle catches his fucking fish, flies back. He did that for about thirty fucking minutes. That's so I was cool. shitting my fucking pants. We used to do that in Canada <laughs> all awesome. the time. I was fucking dope. I was the definition of America. I was, <laughs> I, dude. I was shitting my fucking pants. I'm like this fucking scurvy ridden motherfucker is throwing fish <laughs> to eagles, dude. <laughs> We're not catching fish, and I'm just like. This is the greatest. My eyes are dinner plates looking at these fucking baby eagles figuring out how to catch fish, dude. I'm like, what? (laughs) And then he's like, all right, you know, I'm out of fish or whatever. You guys want to see some crab pots? (laughs) Sure, dude. Fucking goes around. He has like, because you're allowed to cast out a certain amount of pots Mm -hmm. legally. Uh, He had like fucking 
10. But then he's like, my buddy's got 10 out here. He doesn't fucking mind. So we went to 20 pots. We're pulling out fucking like squids, fucking any sort of crustacean creature you could think of. He's just pulling them out. He's like, hey, grab it to me. And I'm like, how? (laughs) (laughs) He's beat fucking yanks it up with his hook. And I'm like, this fucking massive crab, this massive crab. I'm like, is it going to bite my fucking arm off? Like, (laughs) dude, it was, it was the craziest thing ever. We went fucking uh, uh, zip lining. Those dudes looked like they were living life. Yeah. I they, I thought they were way older. They were probably about twenty. Yeah, and they just had these helmets where they scribbled shit on them, put stickers on them, whatever. They were just hippies. They were yep. probably just doped 100%. up. They were just doped up every day of the week, and they were just fucking flying around these tall fucking trees all day yep. long. That's awesome. And they're like, "Hey, you boy, hey, you guys want to see this badass fucking spot we got?" Didn't say it that way, but essentially did. There was this cliff that probably had about a fucking 500 foot drop. He goes, yeah, we just sit out here and eat lunch. <laughs> I'm sitting there. My legs are like fucking. <laughs> 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 and like long, make a, you know, long story short, you got to go to Alaska. That I place go to is Alaska fucking sick. So bad. Yeah, In the summertime, the it is like 60, 70 degrees. Perfect. Perfect. Weather. Literally perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's a bucket list. And as you're on the and as you're on the cruise that we went on, like you're just going and you see these fucking like like icebergs. Like you just see all this random floating ice and you're like, oh, okay. Don't hit that. Right. (laughs) It's it's a badass fucking thing. That's something my dad and I have always talked about. I want to make it happen so freaking bad. It's fun. Alaska. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, someday for sure. I mean, My dad's been a giant fisherman forever, and we've always wanted to take a cruise to go to Alaska. That'd be dope. Fishing. Yep. It's pretty fucking, it's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> you were 10. <laughs> I, know. I know, and that's how you know it's sick. <laughs> Alrighty, fellas, it's been three hours and 36 minutes on this podcast, and I don't even know what time it is. I took my watch off 11. Are you guys still wanting to play some far cooler? that or you guys wanting to keep this rolling i'm cool with whatever y'all want to do it's a terrible answer because i was going to say the same thing i may stop recording this so i, I can save say, uh, i was going to say this is going to be a rough time to try to listen back through. well yeah and edit it and then also i'm going to save some um space on this your sd card enough. any sign offs fellas and sarah to great bow- conversation to yeah. bow-legged woman yeah, it was fun. <laughs> that was a fun one. I'm excited to listen back to this one, you know. Me too. Dig through it. So It'll be all right. I'll get it out as soon as I can. Peace.